Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Film Yak Podcast. I'm John. I'm Kevin. Jonathan. And today uh, we're welcoming... Welk, welcoming. Welcoming. Seriously? Welcoming. Yeah. We're welcoming my friend Park to the show. Park, hello. How are you doing, guys? We're doing good. And uh, we're going to be talking about Park's pick, which is The Florida Project, mm-hmm. Sean Baker's film yeah. from last year, mm-hmm. uh, starring Willem Dafoe and a bunch of non-actors. And... Uh, we're also going to be talking about other stuff we watched and maybe an A news item. But uh, other than that, how's everything going, guys? How are you doing? Going good. Good. Yeah, pretty Not good. too bad. Not too bad. Trying to uh, rewatch some old faves. So. Good. good. As, nice. as of late, yes. Yeah. Nice. Uh, All right. <laughs> like what? Um. Well, actually, over the past three days, I've been going for Cohen Brothers. Oh. Mm. Sweet. Uh, I started. I watched No Country for Old Men, and then I, for some reason, just had the urge to show my girlfriend, like, "Hey, you absolutely need to watch this because I forgot how fantastic uh, it was." Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the next day, I was like, "Man, you know what? I recently bought Inside Lewin Davis, the Blu-ray and Criterion, mm-hmm. so I was mm-hmm. like, man, I need to, I need to get back on that.' Mm-hmm. That was a, that was something I hadn't done for months. Yeah, months and months. So. That's that's top tier for me. That's yeah. top of top of the shelf yeah, yeah. inside Lewin Davis. So I, the, yeah, I uh, yeah. I bought it at Costco because they, when they carried Criterion's at Costco, yeah, they were twenty dollars all year round. All year, you had Jeez. told wow. me about this. Yeah. a long time ago. They don't carry shit now. They carry like uh, the the Last Jedi. They have like four hundred copies of it. And that's <laughs> of it. Course that's all they have. Really? And it's, and it's like twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, I was gonna say what? they're yeah. probably still twenty five bucks. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Which yeah. is insane because they're supposed to be like a wholesaler. So you'd think that they would right. be selling them even that for cheaper. Yeah, but give us I mean, twenty bucks at least. Exactly. Like yeah, pack? yeah. Can you get like a twenty pack of Last Jedi. Twenty pack of Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bulk two hundred dollars. Uh, right. Yeah, no, criteria. they don't. They don't. They just like that's like they literally sell. They've literally cut down. When I first went there with my. I think with my mom because she had a membership before I did. I went there and they had like an, an entire Criterion section. I yeah. mean, it wasn't like you know close to comprehensive. It was like you know twelve titles or something. But they had all the new stuff. Yeah, it was usually just they had new stuff. Yeah. yeah, they had Slacker there when it was first released on Blu-ray, and they had Inside Lewin Davis, and they had a couple of other ones. And I was just like, this is insane. Like twenty dollars all year round. Yeah killing me that's insane and then they just and then the minute i got my my uh membership they stopped caring <laughs> of course <laughs> oh, yeah, of course because nobody wants that shit i right. still don't even have a membership to be honest with you so. well you know it's it's pricey you have to like weigh it out whether or not it's even worth it because like literally all like i do 50 is bucks it, a year sixty dollars a year yeah. and that's for the one they want you to pay 120 Jesus to get like the Christ. gold or whatever because yeah, then they gonna, they give yeah. you money back all year on it Okay. Ah. And they're like, it pays for itself because they give you, we give you, uh, whatever it is, like two percent of your purchases back or something. But it's like, I only buy water and toilet paper at Costco, like nothing right. else. Thanks for that two percent. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I, th- I think it's worth it to buy the water and toilet paper because the water is like three dollars for forty bottles. So I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, Costco's it. great. Yeah, it we is should good. get a sponsorship. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll uh, we'll start a Twitter account and at, at them a lot and uh, <laughs> see if they'll sponsor our show. Yeah, it'll happen eventually. Costco presents Filmiac. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway, um, well, that's cool that you're rewatching the Cohen stuff. Are you going to talk about some of those on the what we watch today? Yeah, I mean, uh, have you been logging them? On, on Letterboxd? Like Letterboxd? Yeah. Uh, 
I haven't been. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I Whoa. have not been. I Get just, your shit together, I'm Park. Lazy, I'm lazy as fuck, man. I just like watch the movie and I'm like, all right, I watched that and let's just go to the shelf. No, 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 no. It takes oh, yeah. like literally a minute and a half. Come it on. Does. Come it, on. It takes a minute and a half. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have that much time. If that, uh, it might take 30 seconds. I don't know. Oh, my. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, there's a, there's a few others. I mean, I have rewatched Casino. Um, that cool. was something I recently. I yeah, I've been thinking about rewatching that as well. Mm. I think it's on Netflix right now. Yeah, is it, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's where I watched it a couple days ago. Actually, so. I showed my wife uh, Goodfellas, and she actually loved it, which was like shocking. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we have to watch. You're very yeah, lucky. Right. My, yeah. my wife hated Goodfellas. <laughs> my my so. girlfriend absolutely went nuts for uh, Goodfellas. It's, so. it's it's so entertaining. It is. It is insanely entertaining. <laughs> and like uh, like Casino's a little I mean, a little more harsh, I think, in some elements, mm-hmm. and maybe a little longer. It's more violent. Yeah, it's more violent, mm-hmm. but it's like. It's on the same. It's on the same level. It's it's yeah. It's just you so know, a good. lot of people consider it like a spiritual success. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. It's killer. It's cool. A, it's a great one. In some ways, I actually prefer it. Well, you, yeah, I could. I there mean, are I parts. Yeah. yeah. There are there are mm-hmm. moments in it yeah. that are definitely like super memorable. Yeah. So, so sometimes, all right. Sometimes I get that out of it, but. Cool. Um, a few of those, I guess. I don't know. Um, Casino, Coen Brothers, Hereditary. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. Right, right. We'll talk about that in what we watch yeah, for sweet. sure. Yeah. Um, I just want to take a minute to discuss the uh, death of Robbie Mueller. Yeah, which just came out of nowhere. Uh, the cinematographer for Dead Man and other Jarmish films, mm-hmm. and also uh, the, like the Vim Vendors movies, like mm-hmm. Paris, yes. Texas, and yeah, um, yeah. American Friend. And How old was he? <laughs> he was like. 70 he, or 60 natural causes. I think, I think he was in his 60s actually, wasn't he? I think it no? was like late, late. Later, early seventies. Oh, really? I can look at your yeah. your, ob- your obit that Maybe you. Maybe I'm seeing yeah. some. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, he di- he had apparently had a uh, some a kind of dementia, vascular, vascular dementia, dementia like, which I've never even heard of. Yeah, like, and like apparently he'd had it for like seventy eight. Yeah, he was late. He was seventy eight. Yeah, oh, and wow. he had and he had had it for like a long time. So like, I can't imagine like being alive and not being able to move on yeah. your own. How do you go on that long? Yeah, like, for real. He was uh, apparently unable to move or speak, so I guess he's been mm. retired for a while. Right. You know, involuntarily Sounds retired. Horrible. Yeah, sure. yeah. 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 But uh, he was truly one of the greats, and yeah. uh, it's unfortunate, yeah. even though, you know, he wasn't working. Even still, it's just unfortunate. But, yeah. Uh, yeah so Also, I think Criterion ripped me off. What? Because <laughs> I posted the thing on the blog with that shot of him oh, in the they swamp use the same or down picture. by law. Yeah, yeah. And then they used it in their Instagram story. <laughs> right. So I think Criterion knows about oh, Filmiac. They're watching yeah. Filmiac. They are, yeah, they're yeah, listening. They are listening. And they're paying attention. That's right. Yeah. Maybe some yeah. sponsorship. Yeah, exactly. Of, uh, the, lost, <laughs> yeah. the impending lawsuit. Jonathan's obsessed with sponsorship. <laughs> this, yeah, Criterion which, Collection presents Filmiac. Right. That's actually on, that that's more on shit. trend than Costco. <laughs> right. You know, they might actually sponsor a, <laughs> yeah, a movie yeah. discussion podcast. I'm sure they have a movie discussion podcast. Yeah. Costco film I mean, podcast. If I if I could raid the Criterion closet, like I would come in with like two Whole Foods bags. I would I would come <laughs> in with a with a tote, yeah. with like a, a dump truck and I want every, <laughs> right. I'll just yeah. take one of everything. Ten of everything. Yeah, just may not cover it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally do anything to go in the closet. Uh, right. It's just a, a a dream for any any mm. cinephile, I think. But uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Well, right, speaking well, of Criterion, though, absolutely. any more pickups? Oh, good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought six movies. Is the sales oh, still yeah. going on? Oh, yes, I did see yeah. this. I bought uh, Virgin Suicides, The Color of Pomegranates, Election, Bowling for Columbine, and The Age of Innocence. That's that's six, right? <laughs> I don't know. Five? Is that five? Is that five? I don't know what the other one is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I bought I bought six of them, and uh, I watched The Virgin Suicides, which I'll talk about later. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's... Uh, it's just a glorious time to Til be alive. August, <laughs> August 4th or something? Till Yeah, it's like the longest running one they've ever right. had. It's like a month and six days or something. Sweet. I was wondering about that because it did seem like... Mm. It started in June and it's ending in August, yeah. which is nuts. Yeah, so. that's crazy. Have you picked up anything? Um, so far, I ended up... I did comment on your post about The Color of Pomegranates. I did yeah, buy yeah. it. Haven't ever, I haven't even you seen it. You bought it? I bought it. That's awesome. I haven't seen it either. I, yeah, I've no, only no. seen I've seen the director, another film by the same director that I really like. So I was just assuming it's going to be good. I bought <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Harold and Maude actually, which oh, okay. for some yeah, reason yeah. for some reason I didn't own yet. I haven't seen Harold and which, Maude. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to do it. I know. I, I hear gotta, I hear about happen. it. The thing that turns well, it doesn't turn me off, but it's like. I'm not a I'm not a big Wes Anderson fan, and as I understand, yes. it's you know the it template is. for his work it is. essentially. So, it absolutely is. I mean, you know, I like Hal Ashby a lot. Though. I've liked everything I've seen by Hal Ashby, so yeah. I I just especially the last detail is like one of my favorite movies. So, but yeah. I could see it being similar to Anderson, but it's a lot darker than a lot of what mm-hmm. Wes Anderson does. It is. I mean, literally, that. literally, the first scene is Cat Stevens and a fake suicide. Fake suicide. So. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, so. that's absolutely true. Um, yeah. Also, which I guess is funny you mentioned Wes Anderson, but Squid and the Whale. Oh, nice. Which mm. I, uh, Sweet. for a long time, didn't know was on Criterion. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I, I just had no idea. <clears throat> I can't then, say I knew that either, actually. It's yeah. been on there. It's I think it came out in like 2016 or something. It's oh, okay. Criterion. relatively recent, okay. but yeah. Um, yeah. I had no idea until about a week ago. That's cool. Sweet, yeah. So yeah. that was cool. I really wish that they would release, I honestly just in Blu-ray form at all, but on Criterion would be great. The Myrowitz stories, the yeah. uh, the newest Mo- Noah Baumbach film, mm. which is awesome. I just <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for that one. Yeah, it's yeah. super good. But um, anyways, all right. Well, let's move on to what we watched. Uh, and Park being the guest, feel <clears throat> free to to jump in. What 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 have you watched recently? Just one movie, and then we'll go around and take turns well i guess um hmm. you know i guess i'll go ahead and go with inside Bloom davis all right um hmm. i you know <laughs> it's just as far as recently watched I sure mean, is that what you're yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um it's not it's not anything new it's not anything i haven't watched before but it's, that doesn't matter it's something yeah. that i've rewatched <laughs> after like you know a uh, long stretch um man that cinematography is ridiculous yeah um it's got like Everything. a really weird, like almost like a seventies, like Vilmo Sigmund kind of thing going right. on, like like McCabe and Mrs. Miller yeah. sort of like it's like hazy looking. Yeah, it is it's good, super vintage, and just the music. I mean, the fact that you know he went with all like live performances. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really impressive. And yeah, definitely. The Criterion has actually this like I think it's like an hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. Um, documentary well kind of documentary it's actually kind of a set of live performances of the music yeah 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 and they have all the people doing it you know you have like i can't remember the guy from mumford Mumford and and sons Sons. yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and then they have you know they have the cast from the movie you know justin timberlake carrie mulligan but then they have like these other people like covering some of the songs themselves oh cool it's like 
It's like an hour and a fucking half. Like yeah, I think really I I remember material. I think I scanned through part of that. Uh, I watched there. I think there is like a little featurette about the making it like the recording of the songs with T-Bone Burnett and everything. Right. And yes. That's cool. I mean, that's that was the first time I realized that it was uh, the guy from Mumford was even involved in it, and that he sang on that on that opening track for yeah. the film. You know, which mm-hmm. is a great song. All the music I've just um, the first time I watched it, it was just. As soon as I watched it, I was just singing the songs like nonstop, like all the time. I mean, the the soundtrack is great. I, uh, it's super catchy, even though it's like, you know, it's like old school folk music. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's not something you would think that you just like walk out of and be like humming around in your head for like the longest time. But right. it did. Like those songs stuck with me, and the fact that, as I said, they were like shot live and everything. That was really cool. Um, but Oscar Isaac, man, everybody. Carrie Mulligan being a total bitch. <laughs> she, she was, uh, man, she was cold. But it was just an all-around, I think, the Coen's greatest I agree. Package. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I, there's nothing wrong about that movie. I completely agree. Yeah, I, I, I've talked to, uh, argue, have to argue its merits to a few people. And, like, they're, because they're just like, eh, it's like, like they see it as like lesser work by them or something or like, you know, bottom, it's like their most, I mean, I don't know if it's their most tier. serious, but it's like they kind of forego all the tropes that they have mm-hmm. in all their movies. It's right. definitely a lot yeah. less like, like if you look at their association early on with Sam Raimi, yeah. it's like their least Sam Raimi-ish, exactly. except for yeah. like maybe No Country also is like, you know, right. pretty bleak. No, that's no, very, no Country yeah. still has those like little tinges of like Cohen to me, like the little like like somewhat comedy beats and stuff. Well, I mean, yeah. Lewin Davis has I mean, comedy. Da- it does, but it's, it just feels different. I don't know. Yeah. The whole movie uh, feels different. I think the little, you know, the side characters, the little side yeah. characters, you know, the little tiny details of all the, you know, like the convenience store guy. Yeah. It's just, they make these like little teeny appearances of these characters, but they make them so like memorable. Mm-hmm. And they have these like really deep characteristics that are just like, you remember them. Yeah. Like they were just actual characters from the movie and not just like an appearance from some. Absolutely. Scene. Exactly. And that's what I like about the Coens. They pretty much do that with every movie. Mm-hmm. They just make these little side characters. Yeah, I mean, they definitely <laughs> every every character is like rich. You yeah. know, they're not they don't uh, they don't waste space or time yeah. on anybody that's like not supposed to be there. Exactly. It feels like, but yeah, Lewin, Lewin Davis is definitely my favorite, far and away. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Followed by probably no country but yeah, exactly. and i feel yeah. i feel no, like you, same, if yeah. it feels like such like a uh like a nerdy kind of like i almost feel like if you like the cohen's like when you talk to people who really who are like film snobs not saying that i'm i mean i don't people would so my mom would call me a film snob right. i don't know who knows but uh <laughs> like when you talk to people who are like you know crazy about movies and like like i'm part of this uh the film facebook film forum are you part of are you on that group I don't think I don't well, believe so, no. it's cool, but the guy who runs it is like real, like super, like all about old school movies and like yeah. everything old is great. Everything, the stuff that's new sucks. Yeah. Everything that's mm-hmm. new comes out garbage compared to old stuff. And it's just like, <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, it's just like I classics are classics, <laughs> I guess. But you know, it's like there's not. It's not like we can't make a classic now. It's not like there aren't modern classics. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and I think Lewin Davis is one of them. And it's just like it's every bit as good, if not better, than a lot of. You know, uh, what a fucking John Houston movie or yeah, something. I mean, yeah. like, it doesn't, right. just because a movie is made in 1943 doesn't make it a, a, a masterpiece, you know? I mean, the more yeah. you see, the more you see the influence, you know? Yeah. And sometimes yeah. the influences might be lazy. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, like yeah. that, that, and that's fair, but it's like, uh, it's, it's like, it's like, a, I had an argument with one guy one time about jazz, 
and you're saying that, like <laughs> Louis Armstrong oh, was God. was like the best jazz musician, and I was like, well, you know, that's like because and his argument was because it's because he inf- he informed and influenced so many other jazz musicians. It's like that's a, yeah, but like the other jazz musicians wouldn't that make them better because they were influenced, so they're like building on what he had already done. So yeah, that's like, like they've got everything he's got plus this new <laughs> stuff, you know. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like saying Hulk Hogan is the greatest wrestler of all time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because just because like huh. like you go back and like watch the stuff that he does in the ring, like yeah, he's got charisma and you know can work a match, but like. <laughs> physicality like people who are doing like he's nowhere near anybody who's working today we can just all today. agree that randy savage is the greatest absolutely <laughs> you gotta snap into a slim gym brother like what are we talking about <laughs> well randy savage was in uh dial m for monkey so that makes him the greatest yeah <laughs> don't even know what that is <laughs> one of the little side cartoons in oh, Dexter's okay. laboratory oh okay. yeah yeah I played Rasslore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's just like Rastlor, I feel like you Rastlor. talk to people who are super into movies and and, mm. uh, and the Co- mm. like if you talked about the Coens, it's like it has to be like Fargo is their greatest movie or yeah. so, you mm. know something that's older. <clears throat> Blood Simple, you yeah, know, exactly. It's just like, and it's their like, masterpiece. like yeah. I just think like Blood Simple. How can Blood Simple be their like? It's their first movie, right. and it looks like it's their bullshit. first movie yeah, too. It it's does. like it's yeah. not impressive it compared to some of the stuff they're doing later. Do on. People actually say this. People love Blood Simple. Blood Simple's on Criterion. People are obsessed with Blood Simple. That is their yeah. best. I mean, I've heard I've heard it's their best before, but I mean, I hear That's a lot strange. of people just praising it, and I honestly like e- like I, even as a first film, like it just feels like like I I watched uh, in the last year or two, I've watched uh, Kelly Reichert's first film, Leaves Leaves of Grass, a River of Grass, rather, mm-hmm. and it's like I love Kelly Reichert, like she's the best, but. Rivers of River of Grass is not very right. good, and it's like yeah. I mean, well, you know. honestly, I didn't. I wasn't even a huge fan of Old Joy. Like, I don't know. That's just I like Old Joy. I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was good, but like when you watch um, Wendy and Lucy and certain women. And oh well, now, I think like, Wendy and Lucy and certain. And well, I think Wendy and Lucy is certainly better than Old Joy, and yeah. uh, I think Meek's Cutoff is way better, also. But mm. oh yeah, you know what? I never finished Meek's Cutoff. Oh, shame on you. Yeah, I know. That's probably terrible, my favorite right? one. I'm terrible. shame. Yeah, yeah I know. Really it's amazing. Really awful, 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 awful. I mean, I'm sure it's great. She works very well with Michelle Williams, obviously. Yeah. That's kind of her, her you know, star of the show. It's yeah. actually the movie, outside of Night Moves, it's probably the one that has, like, the most, like, concrete plot and, like, characters with conflict and stuff right. like that. Even though it is kind of a meandering, like, nothing happens kind of a movie. But there is, like, a definite, like, kind of bad guy, good guy kind of thing going mm-hmm. on. So it's 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 quite good. <laughs> yeah, I need to, I really do need to get around that. But I like I like I agree I like certain women a lot too. I just I just uh, River River of Grass is like it's her first film and it looks like her first it looks like a student film. It's like yeah, it's not it's bad like or anything. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just it just yeah. doesn't it's not like it's very amateurish almost. You know, what I mean it's like it's made it's made well enough and it's com- it's competent and everything, but I mean compared to when you compare it to her later stuff, it's just like there's no way you're going to get me to admit that that's as good as her other stuff and it's the same thing with Blood Simple. It's like yeah, Blood Simple's fine. Yeah. But it's like Look at if you look at Fargo, it's like everything Blood Simple is doing, and it's refined it's and better. perfected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so except for the flash paper, because they can't use blanks for some fucking reason yeah. in 1996. <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> just use fucking blanks. Ugh, it's disgusting. But uh, mm. we're getting way off track here. So Lou and Davis, what'd you give it out of five? Um, five. See, this is the problem with not rating on Letterbox, my friend. Because no. when, when you rate on Letterbox, you know. I did rate on Letterbox. Okay, and what, it was a five. Okay, it was a five. Good, good, um, good, good. No, it's it's absolutely a five, and it is because I think it's by far their best work, and their some of their other best works have mm-hmm. been fives as well. Absolutely, so. yeah. 
Mm. Jonathan. You want to talk about Sicario? Yeah, we can talk about Sicario Day of the Soldado. <laughs> Doesn't it make you just want to vomit? It makes me sick. Hitman, it Day makes, of the Soldier. Yeah, it <laughs> makes like, me sick because uh, the original script was called Soldado, Soldado yeah. which is a much better, simpler title, and, it, and it's thematically solid. Yeah. But the first one is called Sicario. This one's called Soldado. The third one will be called whatever other S word that means whatever in the yeah. cartel world. <laughs> but, of course... The studio, God forbid, they should release a movie with any kind of confusion they or that would confuse any times? redneck that wants to see yeah. this shit. Uh, they changed it twice, so twice. they changed it from. But they never twice. actually. Well, they changed the script was called Soldado, but when they actually released the trailer, it was called Day of the or it was called Sicario, Sicario. Two Day of the Soldado. Oh right, or yeah, Sicario, Sicario Two Soldado, Soldado. Uh, and then they released it as Sicario oh, yeah, Day yeah, of the yeah, Soldado. Yeah. And apparently, in Europe, it's still no. In Europe, I think in Europe, it's still Soldado. Good. But in some countries, it's still Sicario 2 Soldado. So it's a total fucking clusterfuck. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, it's uh, directed by Stefano Salima, I think. And uh, he's an Italian director who directed uh, episodes for the TV show of uh, Gomorrah, which I, I, I've been interested to watch, but I haven't actually looked at it yet. Um, Is it I don't related know. to the film? Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's okay. based on the film. He also has another, he apparently directed a film called Sabura, which is another, like, Italian mafia movie. Mm. This big, it sounds familiar, but there's yeah. no way I've watched. I don't it. know. It's from 2015. I, I yeah. haven't seen it either. But uh, Jonathan, what do you think of uh, Sicario? Same, uh, same writer too. Yeah, I same. Yeah, yeah, Taylor Sheridan re- wrote um, this one as well, continuing the story. Which of is Alejandro. why, which is why this is good. Actually, I mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is pretty good. Uh, going into it, thought it was going to be a complete train wreck. Like, was not. I don't know. And honestly, like during the movie, there's like a few parts where I can see where people don't like it. Like it gets slow and like the part where, uh, they stumble across the, the deaf guy and his family. Like it was kind of like, yeah, it's kind of dragging a little bit, but I don't know. Like it just, it, it ruled. It was really good. It was really well done. And it's like, it, it has the same elements of the first movie and a lot of tension, uh, just it's just a fun ride. <laughs> it just was a blast. It really, blast. Was, it really was, dude. And like, I didn't know where the fuck it was going at all. And uh, there's a certain part where a certain character gets off. You think, and it's uh, well. Don't say you think. That's a little bit of a oh, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, uh, man. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it it's good though. It's but good. yeah, I I agree. It's, it's I I liked it. A great deal. And uh, I, I liked it more than I liked Sicario the first time I saw Sicario. But it just took me two watches to warm up Sicario for some reason. But when I watched the second time, I was like, this is incredible. Uh, but this one, I think it's... Uh, I think the story is maybe less interesting than the first one. Just because it's missing the... I really enjoy the whole... whole uh, Emily Blunt side of things in the first film, like and yeah. the, the how she's being used and how you, it's like a mystery almost, like it's like a twist that you find out later in the film that she's right. being used, and I think that's really great. She's replaced with a young girl and a young boy in the movie, who like you kind of follow them and mm. they're I mean, just, yeah, yes, they're interacting essentially, with them. yeah. But it's also I would say it's definitely like the main characters are Josh Brolin, yeah, and, oh, yeah and definitely Benicio yeah, yeah. del Toro. Right. They're, they're not main characters, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, Should I would be. say that this one is like it's every bit as bleak as the first one it's probably slightly more violent than the first one and like kind of grossly graphic at times and uh yeah it's pretty heinous 
That's yeah. About. I mean, I, I really, really <laughs> enjoyed it. I just, I just think that the, uh, I think it's, it's only problem is that it's maybe like a little too weighed down with plot. Like it's got like a lot of just, there's a lot of shit going on. It, it's, it's like, it's, it like it's, splinters yeah. off at one point and then you're following like multiple stories from multiple characters. And it, it's like global. Yeah, at this point, like it's yeah. Oh, the wow. fact they introduced terrorism at the beginning is I don't. I mean, it's it's cool because of the. I like the 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 reason it's introduced is to give them the justification to use military on the cartel, and that's like that's an interesting idea. Like that sounds like something that would actually happen. Yeah, but I feel like they spend a lot of time on it, and that and that the that scene at the beginning in the whatever it is the grocery store or whatever yeah. with the the bombing, it just feels like. Comp- like almost kind of like uh, gratuitous and like unnecessary. Like we didn't need to see the bombing because yeah. it has nothing to do with anything. It's just like to illustrate what Matthew Modine's character is going to, uh, he's the plays the secretary of defense or something. And he's going to mm-hmm. like, you know, give Josh Brolin free reign to murder and kidnap people and stuff. Just be a badass. <laughs> Josh Brolin in this movie. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah. He, he's kind of kicking ass. He's like, He's like the per- he's a person who in real life I would just like detest, <laughs> but in this movie I'm just rooting for him. I'm like he's awesome, he kicks total ass. Uh. But in reality, he's closer to like he he'd work for ICE. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like he's he's a terrible human being, and he just murders everybody he comes in contact with who's Mexican <laughs> in this movie. It's pretty terrible. And uh, yeah, it's and he's just no remorse whatsoever. But. Uh, it's I don't know. It's a very it's just a good, well, really well directed, really well made, and uh, I would say Brolin's performance is like pretty great. And I think actually. it really shines. I mean, a light. Del Toro's performance yeah. is good too. But I think it really shines a light on the just immigration in general, like the whole like you know illegal immigrants, what illegal immigrant immigrants go through to get across the border. It's pretty crazy. Absolutely, and how the cartels like, essentially run all of yeah, that. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. right. Scary, Which is just actually. fucked. <laughs> yeah. I would say it's also maybe missing the, um, like in the first one, how they kind of paint Mexico as like a hellscape. Whenever they're driving down into Mexico yeah. and you see like the body parts hanging from the freeway and stuff like that. It's a it's bit like, much. You know, uh, it's, is it that yeah. bad? Uh. <laughs> it's like it doesn't, you don't, you don't get to that point with it. It's like you still don't want to go to Mexico. I think it's, I think it's a little right. more respectful, maybe. Like it's that's fine. I don't, yeah, have, but I don't have I mean? a problem with that in the first one because in the first one, it's like I don't take the first one as like being in any kind of a reality. I guess that's what kind of separates the two. This one yeah. feels like it's happening. It really does in the United uh, States really at this does, time. Yeah. Right. And the first one feels like almost like a alternate universe or something where it's truly like you know a lawless wasteland in Mexico, and we have to go in with you know Humvees and everything else and machine guns and shit just to survive and the the child character is really like grounded for me too like you have the boy who lives on the border like literally the border is behind his house uh, mm, no. he lives in america but the border is behind his, behind his house and uh you have the girl who's like this rich rich girl in mexico who uh is one of the drug lord's daughters or something and she's like one of the linchpins of the plot she gets kidnapped by the americans or whatever but uh yeah, I don't know. Like, they really grounded it for me. Like, yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's really good. Would you I thought it? I would hate it, actually. Like, would I was like, oh, my <laughs> kids. Like, this is, what is happening? But it it, 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 it it was good. I've just heard a lot of, like, lukewarm reviews for it, too, where they're just, and I feel like if you took away the first Sicario, which this has, like, nothing to do with, like, you could literally, it's a standalone film, like, it's except for the fact that you know the first, the two characters from the first one. Yeah. It literally has nothing to do with the first one. And... 
That's what I pretty much was seeing just from yeah. I've never I have not seen the sequel, but mm-hmm. like just from looking at the trailer, yeah, some of the content, yeah. I'm like. I mean, it's a standalone sequel, and I, I like that. Like, I don't think I, I think it works that way, and I think if you took away Sicario, I think people would give, be giving this movie a better review. I think it's in the light of how good Sicario is. This doesn't it's look quite as good. It's a little unfair to it, right? Yeah. Like Benicio, Benicio del Toro. Like I'm glad he has like a franchise now. Like he's got this. Yeah. I hope it keeps. I'm just going. glad he's getting yeah. work. Like, it seemed like it seemed he's like after really after yeah. Traffic, he won the Oscar. Then he was in Snatch like right away, and then he did. I feel like he did nothing for like ten years. And then he's in the Wolfman, which tanked. The Hunted, which tanked. And then, and it's just like feels like he can't catch a fucking break. And finally, he's got this like kick-ass character that he's you know. And Star Wars. And st- yeah, well, I mean, he you know yeah. plays a tiny, <laughs> tiny character yeah, in Star it's like, Wars. Uh, yeah, yeah. How long is that? Like twenty minutes. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. He might be in the next one. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he was in. Well. I mean, he's in Guevara, but but still, that's well, I think and, that he's, and he's and he's in all the uh, no, it was, a, it, was a, it was a film, really? Yeah, I thought it was IFC. Was it? Was it? I, I think know. so. It was Soderbergh, right? Yeah, yeah Soderbergh. Yeah. I think I, think I was going right. to say he's in the uh, he's in uh, he's in the... Guardians of the Galaxy, isn't he? Also, he's like the collector. Or yes. Yeah, for like yeah. five minutes. I didn't see yeah, that, it's but another, yeah. Yeah. it's just like yeah. Again, it's like these little <laughs> things where he's like this is finally like, he's like the star and the lead of yeah, this, yeah. You know, great these great movies. So right, it's just good to see. And I really I'm just I'm a sucker for like any kind of like tactical, like realistic, tactical procedural military shit. Like I hate a movie where people are doing military stuff and it doesn't feel real. <laughs> this movie feels extremely real. Like everything they do seems very like just the way yeah, they move really and stuff. It feels really like they does. spent like six months at some kind of boot camp or something, which they probably did. Right. And uh, it's just like that movie that's coming out, the new Peter Berg movie with Mark Wahlberg, Peter Berg. M- Mile Twenty Two. <laughs> All you had to say was Peter Berg. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and it's like it, it's about. Mark Wahlberg, some kind of like shadow op of some, you know, he runs this team of like covert, <laughs> I, you know, I can't believe mercenaries. <laughs> and it's just like, you watch it though, you watch it though, and it's like, he's in like a leather jacket and like jeans, like shooting people on the street with a machine gun with sunglasses on. And it's like, this is Josh Brolin, that's what you need to look like. You gotta have like the green Kevlar vest on. You don't look good. You know, you look, you're protected. It's about being, you know, practical. Right. It's just stupid. Peter Berg sucks dick, and so does Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Fuck Mark Wahlberg for saying that he would rescue the 9-11 passengers, and also that he for saying that uh, Boogie Nights sucked, because he, he should really know. Wait, what? Yeah, he said he regretted doing Boogie Nights. He should really die. That <laughs> movie, like, made his career. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's like? his best performance. Yeah, I mean, it is, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Much, what I mean, was he before Boogie Nights? He was Marky Mark. Marky Mark. That's Marky it. Mark. Yeah, like, it was nothing. Yeah, like I'm not even a huge. He's fan in the of movie Nights Fear, I think. Yeah, before like, that, but the, yeah, and even that one, I didn't like, see it. Pretty, I don't know. It's dick. pretty. Like they try to make it like <clears throat> real dark, but it's pretty stupid. I did yeah. kind of enjoy his like cartoony over the top performance in The Departed. Where he was, I loved like, him oh, in The Departed yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like yeah. it. Look, 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 look. He was okay. just ridiculous. Okay. Just, I'm going a little over the top here, but I mean, I, I like Mark Wahlberg to an extent. But I feel like his choices lately, he's just uh, such a bro now. He's just like <laughs> yeah, all he does yeah. is like Peter Berg and Michael Bay movies. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. trash. Absolutely. So I just wish he'd you know grow some fucking balls and do something interesting. Like right. when he was in uh, All the Money in the World, I was like, oh. He's gonna act again. This yeah. is great. Like he's he gonna be something. a he's gonna be a character, and then that movie sucks. So it's like, <laughs> you know, whatever. Right. Whatever. Kevin. Oh, I'm sorry. No. What ratings? I'm sorry. Oh, Sicario, uh, Day of the Soldado. Yeah. yeah. Four. I gave it a four and a half. It's a solid four. Loved it. Cool. Okay, go ahead. 
So I finally got around to rewatching Oliver Stone's JFK. Mm. And yeah, we're gonna have to yikes. have it out about this one, man. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand you at all. I haven't seen this in yeah, years. What's what's not to understand? You gave it a two and a half because it's bad. You're it's a fucking, fucking insane. Mess. It's incredible. How? It's okay. <laughs> numero uno. It's three hours long, and it feels like it goes by in about eighty minutes. Mm. It's it's amazing how quickly this movie goes by. It's so kinetic. <laughs> I would disagree. Oh my, you're in. Dude, you're dude, out of your you got to understand. I've probably seen this movie like easily over 20 times. Well, I've seen it two and a half times. So <laughs> <laughs> You didn't finish it that last time. It was so bad. No, I didn't finish it cuz Nicole was like falling asleep during it and I was like, this is yeah, not right. Yeah. I can't, you it's know, not worth it. sully I mean, the memory of this. <laughs> yeah, like I just all all the like I thought the a lot of the lighting in the movie is like really like bizarre. Like, like they're just sitting in dark rooms and they've got the lights like right above their heads. And, okay, and like you know, lots 60s, lots of shadows. <laughs> <laughs> lots of what? Lots of shadows and smoke and like yeah, these, like everybody smoked. It's conspiratorial, man. It's supposed to be like you know <laughs> whatever. There's and crazy like, like half the movie's not even like happening, right? It's like shots of like stuff when people are telling stories, like yeah, the yeah. characters imagining the stuff happening, right? So I mean, how deep does it go into the conspiracy though? It deep. goes real fucking deep. deep. I don't remember. I just can't remember it. And like, I will, I will give the movie credit for at least one thing. It got me to like go and read the up Wikipedia more. page for JFK. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> no, 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 not Google. <laughs> no, I read I read pretty much all of them. Like um like the 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 one on Dave Ferry, Guy Bannister, Jim Garrison, like pretty much everyone who's in the movie. I read I read all their Wikipedia pages and like and I'm sure somebody's listening going, "You can't just read Wikipedia. That's not a real well, source." Those like people they can go s- die. Go yeah, ahead. like <laughs> scroll to the bottom. They do cite everything. Yeah. So, shut up. Um Wikipedia rules. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wikipedia's great. Please yeah, like it. Yeah, <laughs> keep it alive. Imagine a world. Jonathan Wikipedia. really maybe Wikipedia will sponsor our yeah. show. John. <laughs> Jonathan just doesn't want to work anymore, so he's like, "Please sponsor us." <laughs> Everybody, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Right. <laughs> well, working, working is lame. Do you love free information? <laughs> Do you want to see democracy rise? Okay, so more about why this movie is not good, considering uh, it inspired you to go on a five-hour deep dive about. JFK. Can, did you read well, Case Closed? A, hmm? The book Case Closed. Isn't that like one? that's? Isn't that no. the one from Slacker? Yeah, the guy it's tells like the, the biggest, guy tells it's like one read? of the biggest ones. Yeah. Oh no 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 okay. no! I've what's like, okay? Let the, me ask. The only the only book that I've read about the JFK thing was eleven twenty two sixty three. That's and not I think, about the JFK thing. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it literally what's, is about the JFK no, thing. It's fictional. It's stupid. That's the James Franco thing. Yeah, but it's better research than this. Oh. Fuck you. That is horseshit. Fuck you. That's horseshit. There's no way you believe that. I do? The Stephen King book, 112263, is better researched than the movie JFK. Yes. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. When was the Stephen King uh, book written? Like way later, 2011. He had the internet. He's probably right. Mm. He had had Wikipedia to search. And no, I there's there's trivia. more to it than that. There's a lot more to it than that. Like, so there's a there's a very specific scene where they're talking. What about, are we talking about? 
in the twenty two sixty three or in JFK? Both, okay, actually. Yeah. So, like, this is this is a way you can understand why one is better researched than the other. Why you believe that? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just for all the listeners, uh, we're sponsored by Alex Jones. So, <laughs> Alex Jones. Yeah, everything's a conspiracy. Um, okay, so there's a scene where Laurie Metcalf is describing um, Lee Harvey Oswald's time in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about this guy, George DeMorenshield. And there's a scene in JFK where they're, like, going through the house and, like, Oswald turns to Marina and says, Hey, close the closet because his man liquor Carcano is out in front. And George's like, Hey, hey, you got a rifle in there? Lee, what are you shooting at? Pheasants or rabbits? I, uh, I hunt. You hunt. In reality, and this is in the Warren Commission's report, uh-huh. which supposedly they all read in the movie, what really happened was George looks at Oswald and goes, <laughs> you've been taking pot shots at General Walker? Right. And Lee just kind of, like, all the blood drains out of his face, but he kind of gives this weird little smile. Mm. Oswald had attempted an assassination yeah. on a U.S. general. Right. Mm-hmm. And missed. And missed. And that's never brought up in the movie, even though it's in the Warren Commission. Okay, but, so, okay, but let, let, to, be fa- to be fair, though, Kevin. To be fair, yes. To be fair, how long is uh, 112263? Is like 900 pages or so? I mean, how, how long is it? <laughs> It's a six-hour show, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, it like it's like a twelve-part or something. Six, yeah. Yeah, the, book six or the book itself is probably like six hundred pages. Okay, so it'd probably take you longer than three hours to read that book, right? So I mean, it's just different mediums, right? I mean, show if you're, if you're making a movie, you're making a movie, right? I'm not comparing. <laughs> no, I'm not, a book no. against a movie. Well, I'm you were. Saying... You said one is better, better research than the other. Because it is. That's not necessarily so, no, though. No, this because- is Oliver Stone going, this is a conspiracy, and I'm going to do everything in my power to make you believe it's a conspiracy, but I'm also not going to give you any other but evidence I don't, I don't that be- might think that okay. might you might make you but hold believe on, hold on. in I what the Warren I don't, Commission I, was well, saying. I don't necessarily agree with that, though. I, don't, I agree that his, that's his purpose in making it, though. Isn't it based say- off of the, the, the New Orleans lawyer guy? Like, Yeah, who was also insanely different than what he's... <clears throat> played out to be in the movie right but again oh, it's really? like okay again so like, it's, like, JF- it's a movie though right so you have to make like certain concessions right I mean, yeah <laughs> like it's like obviously the, the the jim garrison didn't look like kevin costner probably but you have to you have to get an actor so you can finance the movie right yeah because kevin costner's eyes don't go different ways well okay see that's my point jim was, garrison's in the movie he plays earl warren right i remember yeah so it's like you know i mean <clears throat> I, I i just i don't know Aside from that, is this is this your primary issue with the film? Is that it doesn't you don't believe the conspiracy? That's a big part of it, but it's the fact that like it's so beating you over the head with like everything is a conspiracy. You can't believe anything the government says, and it's like it's so biased. Well, yeah, that's all of that Stone. He hates the government. <laughs> yeah, that's a... <laughs> yeah. They sent him to but, Vietnam. But like, but like even. <laughs> I mean, okay, so can't blame them. <laughs> po- politics and conspiracies aside, I really didn't think the movie was very well acted. I thought, like, obviously, with you know, pretty much every movie set in the South, all the 
all the accents are really, really bad and okay. bordering on offensive. I'll agree on Joe Pesci's part alone. Joe Pesci is the worst in this movie. But no way, right? <laughs> he's terrible. Oh. He's got this ridiculous, like, I don't even know what it is. It's like a twang that he's trying to do, and it's just like completely yeah, inconsistent. Yeah, he still sounds like Joe Pesci. Yeah, he still, sound like <laughs> yeah, Joe Pesci. still sounds like Joe Pesci. Cause, he's, he's yeah, because like David Ferry was born and raised in like Ohio, and then later he moved to New Orleans, but... They want to still give him the New Orleans twang. Well, maybe that was right. like maybe he was like a because he uh, was pretty maybe. he was pretty flamboyant. Maybe he was putting it all. Yeah, the, yeah. You know, I don't. I mean, well, it's also Joe Pesci. Like Joe Pesci is not known for subtlety in anything he's done. I don't think. No. I'm trying to think of a subtle Joe Pesci. There's, maybe Raging yeah. Bullies a little. He's pretty controlled in that. Yeah. Like, is he? Yeah. Well, At least in the first doing, season, he doesn't do anything crazy in that. Like movie. when he's less. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. compared to Tommy DeVito in, in Goodfellas, true, he's, true. he doesn't have any kind of like demonstrative <laughs> moments in that movie. He's just kind of like he's kind of like the whipping boy of yeah, yeah, know, yeah Jake yeah. LaMotta. So yeah, but he's yeah he's awful in JFK. Yeah, yeah, he's truly and terrible. I don't know, like like we talked, you know, like I think the whole thing is pretty pretentious. Like going back and forth with the the black and white and the grainy looking footage and the shadows and all all this other stuff it's like you know trying to put like way too artsy a spin on it and it's like i don't see how any of that serves the movie um i guess i like that more is just like i watch it and i see the just being an oliver stone fan especially this time period mm. uh i like to see like this a clear evolution of his style Going into Natural Born Killers, where he like goes over the top <laughs> with those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. He does the Thelma and Louise over the yeah. cliff with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shoots half the movie in eight millimeter, and uh, you know it's like, yeah, it's. Uh, I I think it's interesting that you could see like a clear, uh, like here's where he started thinking about those things, and then he also carried it over into Nixon and things like that. So, right. Yeah. You know, I actually want to rewatch Nixon too. You should. You'll probably yeah. hate it too. <laughs> like Anthony Most Hopkins. <laughs> I like Gary Oldman as a, I'm not a Gary Oldman fan. Okay, this should be said. I think he's a little bit overrated. Actually, I think he's a lot overrated. But he, he, as Lee Harvey in this movie, he looks just like. I mean, that's one thing you got to give. That's him. Like, yeah, he, yeah. It's insane how much he looks like. Yeah, him. and John Candy is the spitting injury. Yeah, injury. Spitting yeah. injury. Yeah, <laughs> spitting image of the attorney Dean Andrews that he plays. Speaking of spitting injuries, the Seinfeld episode where they where they uh, <laughs> they mock this ep- this movie. Which was fantastic. <laughs> That's good, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. Like like I said, I will give I will give the movie credit for the Seinfeld scene and for, you know, actually <laughs> getting me to do my own personal research. Sure. I mean, I, I don't have time to go through all the CIA so what's, documents what's the, and, Warren, uh, and the the actual Warren Commission and all that kind of stuff. But, okay, being uh, that you said you've said now, you're on the record, uh we're recording this. So you said that uh you don't agree with the conspiracy so what's the answer that he acted alone yeah okay so lee harvey shot everybody acted alone and then just whatever the media presents this with is what happened like he went to prison jack ruby shot him the end yeah yeah what but i mean can you explain your way around some of those things like some of the problems with that, See, with the mafia. like like just like just <laughs> the physics of him shooting out the window and stuff like that, like him hitting them at those angles and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm not saying I See, disagree. That, I think that the simplest answer is usually the correct one. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's one in a million shot, but it's one. It's one in a million. One, one in a million. million. But like, that's. <laughs> I mean, I mean, personally, I do think that at some point, 
Oswald had some sort of connection with the CIA um, and, you know, like various other things. But like the thing that I take from all this as far as, you know, like, quote unquote, conspiracy, like like they they can prove there's a photograph of David Ferry and Lee Harvey Oswald in the New Orleans Civil Air Patrol. But Oswald was a teenager, and David Ferry, like, I think the most David Ferry probably had to do with Oswald is he may have tried to have sex with him. Because apparently that was a thing that David Ferry did a lot. Try to bang dudes? Teenagers. Oh. Yeah, like, he got arrested, like, it's kind of glossed over a little bit in the movie, like, like they like kind of make jokes about it, and then like when they show his apartment, they they make it like all this weird gothic thing, and there's a painting in the background with this shirtless dude and like demons holding him, and it's like very <laughs> oh very God. like sexy. <laughs> if you if you like, you know, if that's yeah. your thing. But yeah, like it's a it's a thing of like as far as like the the conspiracy thing. Say like if a guy I knew like in high school did something like am i involved in a conspiracy to do that thing like that's how far reaching a lot of this conspiracy theory stuff is and like i think it lends i think oswald's history lends itself to being like to scrutiny of like saying like well he might be involved with other people considering how he was like living in russia he wanted to live in russia he was married to a russian like yeah, and the Russians shady. obviously it's would just, have yeah. wanted our president dead, possibly. So like you know th- things yeah. like that, you know, kind of lend themselves to conspiracy. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like there's there was obviously a whole lot of stuff going on around that time, but I think like the biggest thing about it is it really showed like yes, the world has become a much bigger place in 1963, but it's also still a very small place. Right. So like, and I think you know. Like, when you get to, like, the conspiracy theorists and, you know, like, Oliver Stone and, you know, anyone else you care to name, they don't want it to not be a conspiracy. They don't want it to, you know, be this simple thing because they just cannot accept the fact, you know, mentally that one person would have been capable of doing something well, like it this. is also like if you if you I mean it's obviously at the time like if he had released the movie and then like the you know the weekend before he released the movie it was proven without a shadow of a doubt that he acted alone then his movie probably would have tanked you know like yeah, who gives sure. a fuck about these conspiracies are not true yeah yeah and it's the same thing now it's like there's a there's like a cottage industry of people writing books about the conspiracy I mean even even the uh I mean, maybe to a lesser extent, the eleven twenty two sixty three thing probably wouldn't be as interesting if you know. I mean, the whole thing yeah, is yeah. less interesting if you take away the conspiracies, or yeah. the mystery of who actually is involved. Right. I personally like the the more recent theory that uh, that Lee Harvey Oswald was shooting at them, but that in the commotion, the Secret Service man behind the vehicle accidentally discharged his rifle and shot him in the back of the head. Have you heard this? No. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, yeah, they were a whole See, book about like, it. That's Jesus. that's one of the a things. Book? Like, like yeah. there's still like a lot of like CIA documents and like FBI stuff that like haven't been released, and they're not going to be released until like 2029. I think that it's not going to establish so much as a conspiracy, but more like 
just absolutely heinous criminal negligence. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people were just doing shit jobs and could have prevented it. So it's the, like, most monumental embarrassment. As opposed to, like, you know, they knew it was going to happen. They plotted, you know, Lyndon Baines Johnson wanted yeah. to be president, so he plotted to kill Kennedy. And He wanted to sell the choppers to his buddy, or sell the choppers for Vietnam right. to the contractor yep. buddy in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's all there black and white JFK stop spending in. money on nasa start spending money in vietnam am i JFK right k was in and out of uh, vietnam as well like early on like exactly he was, yeah, yeah. He, he was he was he well, wanted he, to make make friends i think it was this conspiracy <laughs> i think you know who was really behind it jfk yeah <laughs> yeah off, elaborate he, suicide off, exactly so. exactly <laughs> he couldn't stand jackie anymore. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it was the early 60s they couldn't solve his colitis so he was just exactly. like fuck it man the back pain was too much exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> Because Marilyn will join me in a few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, actually, Marilyn Monroe was the second gunman. Oh, gunwoman. There, there you go. Gunwoman. Yeah. Whoa. She yeah. was. Uh, yeah. yeah. Check it out. Spec she ops. was in Dallas. <laughs> All right. Um, what? So two and a half, right? Yeah. You yeah. should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, well, we just talked about Sicario, so we'll just jump back over to Park. Okay. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, wow. How do we go on from that? We don't. Good, that was goodbye. Very... <laughs> <laughs> we have we've solved it. That's it. Exactly. Right. Right. So there you go, guys. Now you know. We'll um, ship this one off to the Smithsonian yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. Know. It's it's good. We're rich. Um, <laughs> so what are we talking about? We're going to move on to no. Your last another movie that you talk another one. What is something else that you watched? Oh, something I watched recently. Okay. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I have some that I have written down. Um, Children of Men. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Which was uh, another one that I've <laughs> I recently rewatched this. Watched mm. about uh, you know probably ten times, but I watched it again after a good while, and I just really, really love Emmanuel Lubezki so much. He's great. So much. Park, do me a favor. Get closer to the mic. Okay. Hi. Closer. Closer. Touch the mic with your lips. There you go. <laughs> Is this better? No, Go, like, <laughs> seriously, closer. Like okay, way closer. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. don't be afraid. Okay, make out with it. Touch it. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Okay. okay? <laughs> like if okay, you can't hear your, you could. You should be able to hear yourself. So if you can't hear yourself very well. Okay. You know what I mean? Is this better? That is better. Yeah. Okay. Better, now yeah. you're spiking a lot higher, which is good. Okay, yeah. that's what we need. It's all good though. Go ahead. Okay. We'll cool. cut that part out. That's cool. Not really. Go ahead. Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna embarrass you. Um, yeah, children are men. Um, Emmanuel Lubezki, he is just the bomb. He is my favorite. I don't really know of any cinematographer that can create currently or or ever. Current, you know, more modern. Yeah, currently, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, he he is good. The Revenant. Yeah, is he has very. he loves the wide angle, yeah, wide loves, angle lenses. He loves the he loves the wide angle, and he loves uh, he loves natural light too, which uh, I really respect. But um, children of men, though, those long takes are just ridiculous. Uh, mm-hmm. And he does those, you know. He, obviously, he's done Birdman, so you've seen that before, which also also makes me laugh because everybody always thinks that film was shot in one take. It's so amazing. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's shot in long takes. Yeah, but. Uh, um, but yeah, he is really impressive. I mean, what that little war zone sequence towards the end is like, it's five, incredible five to seven minutes long or something. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really, it's insane. very well choreographed. It, it's really nuts. It's believably chore- choreographed. Like, yeah, yeah. You don't, it doesn't look uh, like, uh, yeah. 
silly at all. It's yeah. like feels like you're in a war zone yeah. with Clive Owen. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is insane. But um, and uh, what's his face? Is the 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 bad guy uh, from Sons of Anarchy, the blonde guy? He plays the guy with the dreads. Yeah, and what is his what the name? fuck is his name? He's in Lost <laughs> City of Z. He's in Pacific Rim. Char- Charlie Hunnam. Oh, that's his that name? was Charlie, Charlie Hunnam? Hunnam. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, he's I, also I in, he's, in, he's in Cold Mountain also as the albino villain henchman guy. Really? Yeah. Wow. He's great in those movies. He's not very good in general. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Caine in that movie though. Come on. Yeah, I, I forget he's in it until I rewatch it. Fucking then, hippie ass Michael Caine <laughs> with that strawberry cough and that Radiohead. Blast. Yeah, and oh, that yeah. Radiohead and whatever the hell that music was that he was playing. That noise. What was that? Do you remember that scene? I don't. It's like right after he plays Radiohead. Apex Twin. Is it Apex yeah. Twin? Uh, that sounds a, like a Jonathan like, question. What's the most <laughs> shocking Apex Twin track? Oh, we could do this. It's like, it's like yeah. oh, right, that's Apex. <laughs> no, uh, that one. It's really bizarre. But you know what? Another one. Just I'll just mention real quick do it. because I know that you don't like it. Crush it. And uh, I just have to do it. The Nightmare. The sleep paralysis documentary. I was so disappointed in this movie. Sean just absolutely hated it. It was a nightmare to watch. Yes, absolutely hated it. Um, I think that I like it so much because I have sleep paralysis and I go through it quite frequently. Well, that's not. Uh, now I can't say anything about it because I sound like a dick, right? Yes. Now, now, now you suck, you yeah. asshole. So just. Just I have no quiet. sympathy for yeah. these sleep. These poor SOBs with sleep paralysis. I don't honestly. I, my my issues with the film isn't its subject, you know. My issues with the film is like the cheapness of it. Like it just feels like it was made on like a shoestring budget. Which, if it was, I think it was. That's fine. But like, I just think there are like, it just didn't work for me. Like they just like it seemed like it was the same story like nine different times, you know. And it's like you could you should have made they that. should have made a short documentary interviewing one person about this. Yeah, you know, because then it's like oh, okay, you get all the impact of how scary that might be. Although I didn't find it scary at all because maybe because i've never experienced that but like it is a little you know. more disturbing when i'm you, sure when you know right. what it is mm. but you know it was that you know it's interesting to me yeah um i watched it um i forced my girlfriend to watch it a couple <laughs> days ago and it freaked her out so much that she said she wouldn't sleep for the next few nights and <laughs> did she then i then i asked her the next day if she slept and she was like yeah i was fine <laughs> and i was like yeah i mean i don't think it's all that bad but no. you know did you uh did you see room 237 um the director's no. first film but i really want to I, it's it's better but I, I think it has a lot of problems too honestly i liked it but i i wasn't in love with it but i think it's definitely better i've heard mm. better things about it's it. better but only in the fact that it, like it hides how cheap it is because all you're watching is like footage from Kubrick films. So it's right, like, yeah, yeah it's like, oh, it looks great. You know? yeah, like, yeah. This is phenomenal. Yeah. Masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. It's entertaining. Yeah. I, for- I forget who it was, but like somebody in their visit to the criterion closet, like got one eyed jacks mm. and they were talking about how like Stanley Kubrick had like set up everything <laughs> for the movie. So, and then was like fired like the day before shooting. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, this is like his directorial debut, but it was basically Kubrick. Yeah. Yeah. Kubrick yeah. was supposed to direct. Right, yeah, right. But it's a bummer because yeah. it would have been his only Western, which would have been really, right, really right. cool. Yeah. Definitely. Well, but I like right. One-Eyed Jacks. But anyways, but, uh, <laughs> right. but you know, yeah. So, so uh, for The Nightmare, how much would you give The Nightmare? 
Um, or did you forget to log it? No, I did log it. And from my personal experience and the way that I thought it was done with just some of the different characters and the figures and, sure. you know, it was varied a little bit if you've experienced those particular things. Um, I did give it four. Mm, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you give it? And, uh, like a one or a half star or ouch. something? I, I but hate see, it. I think, honestly, though, I have to say, like, I think it's... It, it's probably biased. It has to be. It's got to be biased. Sure. No, you're well, but but okay. That's that's not fair because every star rating is biased, biased for me. Yeah, every I'm star. No, I, yeah. I'm saying it's biased for me too. I mean, like it's my it's my opinion. I watched the movie. I can only say what I thought of it. Right. So yeah, yeah. I did not like it. You did. Nothing wrong with that. No, there's no, you don't even. I mean, that's why we're having the podcast to explain mm. what the difference would be. Right. right. Otherwise, you just watch our letterbox and say, oh well. John didn't like that. Park did. Yeah. You know, who gives a fuck why? But yeah. he's like, yeah. you know. So, but yeah, all, they're all biased. We, 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 we had a discussion on the last podcast that we tried to do. Jonathan and I and two other people had like an hour and a half long discussion about subjectivity and star ratings. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. And uh, it was just like. Got kind of out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> it was nuts. Because they were trying to. Argue, one of them was trying to argue that you could. You could rate a movie objectively. You can say this movie is good objectively, and I I have to disagree. Like I think that was me actually. Okay, well yeah. I I have to disagree. Like there's there you cannot rate you cannot look at anything objectively. We, we, like we should just go to the next topic. You're looking at, <laughs> you're looking through <laughs> the subjective yeah, lens of your own right, psyche. Right. But I yeah I'm not not trying to start that discussion again. But yeah. <laughs> I could totally have that discussion. Hey, let's do it. <laughs> let's just let's, uh, let's stop the recording and. Uh, <laughs> oh no, we're recording. No, no, no. It. It's got to go in the show. Uh, y'all get yeah. a couple beers and just sit in the living room and <laughs> yeah yeah go at it. Jonathan, no, but, uh, we'll put it on the yeah. blog as bonus features. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, watched Black Panther. Ouch! <laughs> oh no, got bad re- news. Got reeled into the Marvel universe again. No, yeah, no, you didn't. I saw, <laughs> I, saw, I, saw your, I saw your, I saw your, I saw your review, and I was like, I know what he's going to talk about. No, the I CGI. <laughs> no, no, that really, that, that, I didn't even care about that. Oh um, wow, I don't. I mean. You expect the CGI to be shit. It's like it's like it's a Marvel movie. Yeah, it's like punching a kid or something. Like it's just like it's not. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Having a street fight with a child like it makes no sense. Like (laughs) no, but seriously, like uh, I I don't hate this movie, and I I I appreciate like the black representation, like the black superhero, and like pretty much the entire cast is black, and that's great. Mm. But like all of that aside, huh? A lot of the crew too. Yeah, right. That's great, and like I wanted to keep making movies. Like you know, like the the sequels could be better, maybe. But uh, I I just don't. I, I hate Marvel movies. I just don't like superhero movies. So that's just it. It automatically goes down like three stars. I'm so, just waiting for you yeah. to cave and watch Ragnarok and just love. I it. tried to watch. I tried to watch <laughs> Ragnarok. Actually, I Did started really? the first five minutes. I was like, I don't know what's happening. I turned it off. So I was just like, I I don't know. I watched okay. the first Thor and absolutely hated it. So uh, uh, <laughs> first Thor was. Yeah. I can't say yeah. I blame you, Kenneth um, Branagh, man. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so I thought the same thing. But then I'm watching it. It's like this is Kenny, this, this looks Brenner nothing like this? much. Ado, this looks nothing like much ado about nothing. Right. I wanted much ado about nothing in in the Marvel universe. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted Keanu Reeves to show up to be the bad guy. <clears throat> anyway, t- typically in a movie, like I don't like over like politicizing things like politicization politicization or whatever right um this yeah yeah i mean (laughs) get out was good though but uh this really whoa really 
Okay, this, <laughs> this, this, is a hot, think, this is a hot take. Think, Mark doesn't like Get Out. I think Get Out's so over the top that it's... It is... You gotta love it. I, I don't <laughs> feel like... Okay, well, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this then right away, that if we're talking about the politicization of things, I don't feel like Get Out is inherently political. I think that people have latched onto it and attached mm. their own like it racial it, issues yeah. to it. And yeah, I, I mean, I think it, yeah, it definitely has a, the theme of it and the message of it has uh, a lot of like, uh, it has a lot of things to say about, you know, society and uh, the social, social issues that we have. But I don't think mm. that like, that was the point. Well, I mean, I think, I think that it, it, it is the point. It's a, you know, it's about, it's a film about racism, yeah. obviously, but right. I don't feel like it's, you know, I don't think uh, Jordan Peele's, primary concern was like i'm gonna make this movie so that uh you know whoever black lives matter can like grab onto it and you know i don't know who yeah that, no that's that's the people who are doing it but right. the naacp or whoever you know yeah. uh take it and run with it that's what i'm yeah, yeah that's what i mean and so saying that i mean with it not necessarily being the exact point of the film I, like you said it's about racism but everybody kind of grabbed it and made it out of blew it out of proportion. I think they're just using it. They're using it to achieve whatever ends they're they're after. Right. Saying that it was just another predictable thriller. Oh yeah. I knew the ending of that movie within the first 15 fucking minutes now. Okay. Really? When we, when you girl, (laughs) her creepy ass eyes and the, did you notice her eyes when like, he's like packing and like that opening scene of the film? No, I didn't. Did you forget? She looks like a fucking psycho already in the first. <laughs> well, have you seen? Do you watch Girls? Did you watch Girls? She's on Girls. She's, she is on Girls. She's a nightmare in that in that show. So um, yeah, and <laughs> as Marnie, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I didn't like know her from Girls, so no. I wasn't like you know. Oh, it's that girl from Girls. I knew her from Girls, but, but then like it just it, le- it allowed me to hate her all the more because right, I already uh, hate her in Girls. So it's like this is right. great. She's playing a bad person. I fucking hate this bitch. Right. You know? As the as the film went on. And I just, I don't know. It just, it, it seemed like that kind of movie where it's just going to be, oh, she, she leads him on the whole time. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a in the ass Polanski-esque and... horror thriller, but it's like, I think the thing that sets it apart from, not sets it apart necessarily, but, or yeah, it sets it, it doesn't make it better than Polanski, but it's like, it changes the tradition a little bit is mm-hmm. it's, is the racial stuff in it. I mean, like, yeah. you know, yeah. Polanski can't make a movie about he couldn't make get out, you know, as yeah. much as he'd want yeah, to, right. it wouldn't make any sense because he's a, a white European guy. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Could Quentin Tarantino. He would try. He would try. Oh, he's a black guy, right? Yes. Yeah. He gets Sam Jackson and all automatically has credibility. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Black and Tino. Uh, <laughs> no, but he, uh, but, but I mean, you know, I, I think that, uh, just from a perspective of like film, it's, I feel like it's well made. And, uh, I feel like the script is good. I don't know if he deserved the it's Oscar well for it, produced. but it's, it's. I mean, the acting is pretty solid. The acting is pretty solid. I think the story is is interesting. No, it's definitely. I, I like per- the idea that they're <laughs> selling black people it's in this weird original. white community. That's creepy. Like that's it a is, weird creepy. It's, it's such, creepy, but it's are we still... even equipped to to argue this not being black? Like being a black person, it must be entirely more affecting, right? Like like right. when you watch the nightmare, right? It's like yeah, being a black yeah. person. I'm sure that that's like a whole new level of scary, like thinking about that there are these rich white communities that still flesh trade, you know? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Terrifying. But we're, we sense, can't, we can't talk, you know, we're white. So what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
in that sense, I just thought it was kind of another thriller that was... And that's fair. I just kind of knew Again, what was going on. Again, totally subjective. And, it's, um, and it is Blumhouse. I mean, they're trash. It is Blumhouse. So. Yeah, they are trash. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, that's, Blumhouse has literally done nothing good, I don't think, except for Get Out, in my opinion. I like Get Out, so I mean... But, uh, I mean... I'm trying to think... I didn't see Sinister. I've heard good things about it. Sinister was good. Was that Blumhouse, though? I believe so. It was Ethan Hawke, right? Uh, it was Ethan Hawke, and it was, it was in that you know it's in that Juan generation of you know. Was that like aliens or movies? No, it was like a it was a ghost demonic. Or, uh, uh, oh yeah, it was uh. a demonic film. Yeah, okay. It's about this thing that kidnaps <laughs> kids and eats the kids and uh, whatever. Yeah, it's interesting. Right. It is actually a great movie, and I love I love Ethan Hawke. Yeah, Ethan Hawke's great. Um, right, and so that one he's a good. Yeah, guy. he's really good. Yeah. Also. Which I'm interested to see what y'all think, but I actually kind of enjoyed Lights Out. Yeah, Blumhouse Productions. I uh, Lights, Lights Out. Out. I didn't see Lights Out. Mm. I don't think I saw that. Lights no. Out. The trailer was so like, just so like manipulatively jumpy. It was. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I don't want. I can't. I couldn't even watch. Like it would come on and she'd be like, ah. like I'm not scared. I just don't want to see this. I don't want to like <laughs> jolt it out of my seat <laughs> yeah. right now. Like stop this. Relax. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just want to relax before the movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, it was. Um, it's actually a pretty frightening movie, and some of the you know some of the lighting techniques and some of the you know the actual technical aspects of the movie were actually really well similar done. to uh, a certain scene early on in Hereditary. Yes. When she yep. may or may not see something. With the, right. Very scary. I guess we will not, <laughs> yeah. should we not say it on the uh, No, he's not. Well, he hasn't seen it, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah no, I, exactly. But he made a point hey. of saying that he knows oh, everything man. about He has, it, he's so. read the entire thing, so he knows exactly what happened. I know everything yeah. about it, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> no, but you haven't. Because he's ruined it for himself now. It, yeah. is, it is different seeing it. This is why you don't advertise a movie better than The Exorcist or some shit. Like it's like it's just, just don't say these things. Well, it's just a th- okay. You make just a movie. You shit. make a movie. Just don't say these things. Okay, but you make a movie and then somebody, a critic, says this movie is better than The Exorcist. You're not going to use that in the in the in the money making trailer. Yeah, you're right. You want to get people to see it. <laughs> How many movies have they said that about though? Now about uh, like every movie that comes out is better than yeah. The Exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> every Blumhouse movie that comes out when, better than The Exorcist. The, uh, the Blair well, we talked about that with. Uh, the um the uh, annihilation like every next oh, yeah. science fiction movie is the best science fiction best movie science in the last twenty years. Uh, yeah. Like shit. literally every single one of them. Stop it. Yeah. But anyways, anyway, uh, Black Panther. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah so way off topic. Yeah. I I like the uh, the politics in it. I, I did. Um, the Michael 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 B Jordan comes in. You know, yeah, yeah. And he's like uh, he's like we got the weapons. You know, there's mm. two billion of us out there that look just like us. That are helpless. We could use the weapons to, t- you know, uh, overthrow the government. I was like, that fucking rules. Arm the people. And you have you have like Michael yeah. B. Jordan as like the, you know he, he grew up in the ghetto. He's like his mm-hmm. his dad died under in the ghetto of Wakanda or no no Oakland yeah Oakland California. Um, but he lives in Wakanda now. No, he came to Wakanda. Yeah, to overthrow the government. Well, he he comes to. He basically becomes the king or whatever. He he fights the dude. What's his name? This movie sounds retarded. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't. This is so stupid. It's actually not he bad. Com- dude. Like the world, like the world building. I'll give it to him, dude. It's like pretty. It's pretty good. It's not bad. Well, I mean, you're never gonna watch it. So like, okay. So you're absolutely correct. <laughs> okay. So normally so, I would be like, this is what the fuck is happening? Why am I watching this? But like, they they really do build the world like pretty well. Like it's yeah, it's yeah. not bad. It's yeah. not bad. I'm listening. I'm listening. I just don't believe you. <laughs> I gave it a two, so like I mean, like I, I'm just I'm just trying to be positive. Such good world I'm building. Just, I'm, two just, out of five. I'm just trying to be positive. 
Right. But uh, so it's like a two point one. Actually, I think I gave it a two and a half. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I like that the, the politics of that. It was it was really interesting. He had like a you know a strong motivation to yeah, be yeah. a bad guy. I guess you know. Yeah. But you also have to you also have to question you know like yeah that's true like they are this isolated yeah, group yeah. who's like what the, what the fuck are they doing yeah because especially you know they spend yeah. so much of the movie going we are the most technically advanced people on the entire earth and yeah oh but no we can't we can't go down from Olympus to be with mortals yeah yeah like, I thought that was I, an interesting I, I, I love the fact that. that that's constantly thrown back in their face like you guys are full of shit yeah help people it was interesting yeah uh, other than that I really didn't care for it um, yeah the action was. Yeah, like like the end, dude. Like, oh my god! Like the epic battle at the end. It's so long. It's like it just keeps going and going. And like whenever uh, Michael B. Jordan and the dude are like fighting, every Marvel movie. Yeah, they're fighting on the train track thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, they're fighting, and then they had, they stand out, and the train goes by. I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, this is like a massive waste of time. <laughs> Tension building. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, See now, if that's Ryan Coogler just twisting the so spring, long, just dude. It's like two and a it half. It's two forty years. They're, like they're two, all like two and a half hours. Pretty, pretty damn long, just like Disney movies. Dude, yeah. it well, it Disney it, movies this could so. have been the most <laughs> solid yeah. hour and forty. It really could have. Yeah, they they could, could all think about how tight every movie that is action would be if it was seventy nine minutes long. Uh. Like how good? How <laughs> yeah. good? You go see three or four of them a day. I yeah. mean, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I so much I, more money. I was utterly exhausted. Think about how much cheaper it, it would be. It You'd lost, be cut days off production. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shorten fucking That's movies right. up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was exhausting, but uh, yeah, two and a half. You know, if you're if you're a fan of this, that's cool. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm not gonna hate, but uh, yeah, Marvel, man. I just, I don't know. I'll say I hate Marvel, I, but it's only based on like four movies that I've seen. I've so. seen quite a few, and I, I just, it's just not for me. That's just not. For have I seen anything but Iron Man movies? I think I've only You've seen, seen the Iron trilogy, movies. right? Yeah, they're terrible. The only one I um, liked was Winter Soldier. I couldn't stand it. I, I've oh, seen that. God, that's the only one that I actually. I'll got say that. I'll. I did see that. I'll say that. That's probably the best out of all the ones I've seen. I still gave it a two. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, think the I did one see. Was... I saw the first two Captain America. I thought. Yeah. yeah. I thought the whole like you know the villain spy conspiracy whole aspect yeah, of yeah. Uh, Winter Soldier was cool. So much and like uh, Three Days of the Condor, man. It's like really got Redford in there, so it's automatically a 70s spy thriller, right? There you go, yep. yeah. What a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on, Kevin. Uh, let's see. I watched Gimme Danger, Jim Jarmusch's yeah, documentary great. about the Stooges, and it was good. Um, I mean, Stooges, it's Stooges fan? Not a huge one. I like I like a lot of what they do, um, but I, I can't listen to them like all the time. Get get out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, cool. But yeah, um, yeah, it was interesting to hear to hear their story and um, like the story itself seems to be kind of you know typical of bands back then. Like mm-hmm. they get together to do some interesting stuff. They have a little success. And then drugs and their record company kind of turn against them, and then you know things fall apart. Um, and it was also interesting to see how like um, I would have liked if they had gone a little bit more into uh, Iggy's stuff with like uh, Bowie in the seventies, and because they they talk a little His bit good music. 
Well, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, like they talk about how like like he goes and like meets Bowie at it's kind of uh, Max's Kansas City, and like somehow he's roped into this contract. Like mm. I thought, I thought they would. I thought it would have been nice if they had like gotten a little bit more into that. You know, not necessarily as this like this could happen to you, but like you know, this can happen to you. Um. Yeah, because like from then on, like he like that's why they have to make that's why they end up making raw power, and I and I guess their the friendship that he had with Bowie like carried over into you know like the idiot and um, yeah, yeah. you know the rest of the stuff in Berlin in the seventies and all that kind of thing. Fuck yeah, Bowie, yeah. Bowie co-produced raw power. I think I think he was. Yeah. Him and Either Iggy. co-producer or, or full produced. producer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, like like they talked about, he was also he was also producing Transformer by Lou Reed at this yeah. around the same time. It's good, another good one. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. So I would have liked to heard a little bit more about that. Um, but yes, yeah, still a pretty solid documentary. Gave it a three and a half. Cool. Well, speaking of Iggy Pop, I uh, watched the first 10 minutes of The Brave this morning, which is uh, Johnny Depp's sole directorial film. Uh, I don't think it's ever been released, actually. I had to download it in parts. But, uh, what year is this? 94 or 95. Um, it's hmm. uh, kind of a movie that's been uh, forgotten, and it was like annihilated at the time at all the <laughs> screenings. Like, everybody hated it. Ouch. But... Um, has he directed since? I don't believe so. But uh, he, uh, the interesting thing about it is that I'm, I was watching it, and uh, the score is by Iggy Pop. Mm, right. <laughs> it's good. It's really good so ah. far. Now I've only seen the first ten minutes. And uh, there is, there is <laughs> the cool thing about the direction of it so far, and I'll talk more about it next week after I you know finish watching it, but I'll just say that the direction so far is like competent, but it's interesting that he there's absolutely no dialogue for the first 10 minutes. It's just like Johnny Depp, like sitting around writing poetry, looking at his kids, his kids looking at him. He's like walking around town trying to find a job, but there's like no he doesn't talk to anybody. So wait, he's starring in this too? He stars in it as a as an American Indian who's uh just looking for work man you know he's got to support his family (laughs) and apparently the film is about him going to marlon brando who is another who plays another character in it who is a money man who wants to offer him like five grand to kill him on film and he'll give the money to his family and he's gonna do it because he wants his family to survive or whatever because he's got no money that kind of sounds badass it doesn't it sound good (laughs) doesn't it sound good yeah it's based on a novel apparently i don't know i didn't i've been hearing about it for a long time i uh i downloaded it like i said and it was like a it's a dvd rip of it but i know it hasn't been released in the states so i don't know maybe it's like a japanese thing or something i don't know Mm. but uh, it was from 19 it's actually from 97 so that's my bad Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's the only thing he's directed that's a feature. He's directed some music videos for Keith Richards and, uh, <laughs> oh, no, a Keith Richards documentary. And then video shorts for Vanessa Paradis. I don't, I don't uh, know. No clue. No. He, uh, nope. you know, nope. Johnny Depp, you know. What a train wreck. He sucks. But, like, but, but, <laughs> I, I, but I'm just really, I'm really, I, I'm ex- excited to continue watching this. But I'll, I'll move on uh, to an actual movie I watched. Mm. Uh, the Virgin Suicides, also the first movie uh, from Sofia Coppola, 
mm. the first feature film from right. Sofia Coppola. Went to the Criterion sale, bought Virgin Suicides. Was really feeling like this was the ugly duckling of the group. I was like, I don't know if I should have bought this thing. I haven't seen no this thing way. in ten years. Yeah. It's gonna be <laughs> sucky. Like I'm gonna, it's gonna be something that I liked when I was in high school, and now it's not gonna resonate with me at all. It's gonna be a piece of shit. And let me tell you, I remember not feeling it that much, and then I watched it a few years later. And yeah, yeah, it was a lot. better. Let me tell you, it's yeah. great. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> great. It's amazing. And like, there are so many like visual flourishes that she has just she completely abandoned yeah. the film after this like she this is like her most uh it's the movie that's most like francis like you could tell that she's just completely grabbing all of her dad's techniques and using them in this movie and she doesn't do any of that later on so it's almost like you could you could argue that she comes into her own when she directs, you know, something like Lost in Translation or something. But she has mentioned that in a lot of interviews that she wanted to completely step away from her father's yeah. Yeah. style. Right. That's understandable. I mean, I understand. Yeah, I understand that. But at the same time, it's like I love the flourishes. Yeah, I yeah, this, well. uh, the split screen. There's a split screen in one in one shot, and it's horizontal split screen. Ooh. Like it's nuts. It's just so like so. It allows her to have two wide shots on the yeah. same. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just, it's genius. And there's so much of that, uh, like, uh, like crossfading and stuff that that like he does in Apocalypse Now all the time, like where he has you know someone's face and there's like a there's like a landscape shot in the background. You know, it's a lot of that kind of stuff going on in it, and it's just really really well made, very well acted. You know, James Woods is just a fucking nutcase asshole at this point, <laughs> but I'll tell you, he's a good actor, man. You know, he's he can act. Uh, I really hate his guts in reality, but you know, as an actor, good guy. Uh, and he's very, very good in this. Very subtle. Josh Hartnett is really good in yeah, it. Yeah, he is. Like, he, actually, he actually is. I know. It's like you watch it. You're like, it's pretty unbelievable. Josh Hartnett is good in a, <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's because he's just such a pretty boy. You know, it's like I don't think of him as like an actor, like a good actor, but he's really puts in a good performance. And obviously, you know the. Kirsten Dunst is good, and everybody, you know, every, just everybody's really, really solid in it. And it's just a really good movie, really mm. dark at the fuck, just super dark at yeah, the end. Oh yeah. And uh, oh yeah. obviously, you know, the title. <laughs> um, yeah. But, and the narration kicks ass. Giovanni Ribisi does the narration as the older version of one of the boys, and right. it's just great. He's just essentially reading from the book that it's based on. And it's just so lyrical and beautiful. and It's just an actually, awesome movie. I actually have the book. I thought it's one of the rare instances where the film was a little more well done than the book mm. was written. You've read the book then? Yeah. Yeah, all right. I thought it was... I've thought about it since I watched, rewatched it. <laughs> have, you, have you read it? Or? No, I thought about reading it because I was like, if if like the the what Giovanni Ribisi is saying is essentially the book, I'm like, that sounds pretty good to me. Like, I'd like to read that, but... I don't, you know, who knows? I don't, I have a lot of books to read, you know, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, and I read, a, um, last summer I read the rum punch, which is the book that Jackie Brown is based on. Mm. Oh yeah. And yeah. it was so difficult to read. It was, it was a good book, but it was so hard to like Jackie Brown in that book is, I don't even know if her name is Brown. It's like Jackie something, but she's white. It's and it's like, I can't different. think of anybody but Pam Greer. Yeah. Right. Like it's impossible for me to read this book. Cause I'm seeing Pam Greer, but she's like her blonde hair and her, you know, alabaster yeah. skin. And I was like, no Pam Greer. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, it's just really weird. But, uh, so I don't know if I'd, I might have trouble reading it, but I don't know. I, I the movie is incredible. And, uh, Sophia Coppola 
one of the one of the great directors. Just really, she just needs to get more shit done. You know, she does. Like even, I mean, I, I'm not even like the huge hugest fan of the Beguiled, but like at least it's something yeah. interesting. Like compared to other American films that come out, like you know, at least she's doing something. <laughs> yeah, Beguiled was pretty solid. Actually, had the pleasure of seeing it at a draft house too. So nice. I was spoiled in Austin for a few months. Nice. Nice. Before I moved back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the oh, wasteland. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I, I I saw it here, but it wasn't a draft house. Yeah. <laughs> there is no draft house here. Right. I saw it at Perkins Row, and it was. Uh, it's not a bad theater mm, though. Yeah, that's yeah, all right. The sound is low. Yeah. Mm. I hate that. Speaking of which, we had a, we had an issue where we were seeing Sicario at. The ra- at the uh, the rave at the AMC <laughs> over on O'Neill. Still the rave. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was uh, an old redneck couple that just would not stop explaining the movie to each other <laughs> and commenting on everything about the movie. And I had to leave the movie and complain. And then we all got free passes. So that's pretty sweet. There you go. Yeah, I've gotten Jeez. people kicked out of movies before. I so. wish they would. Ki- I told them, and they were like, "We're going to send some security in there." So just go pick, sit back down. I was like, "Sweet." And yeah. then I went and sat back down and. He says they sent a cop, and I didn't see anybody. Yeah, a cop. Okay, yeah. well, he didn't do shit. He just stood there and left, she. I guess. She, whatever. <laughs> Fucking useless. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> un, they, they, un, she unreal. came in, and then they stopped talking because it was like the loudest like, yeah. part of the movie. It was like they a gunfight talking. or something. Oh, wow. I was like, of course, they're not going to talk now. It's, it's they talk during the quiet parts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, of course. if you're going to talk, yeah. whisper during the loud parts, then I can't hear you. You know? Yeah. It's fucking yeah. it's infuriating. I hate people. I hate the theater. I love the big screen and the sound. I hate everything else about it. I even hate the seats. Like I'm not a big fan of these like Everybody's electric so obsessed seats. with those fucking recliner yeah. seats. I'm like, you're yeah, seriously they're gonna really go to not sleep? that great. Yeah, like, right. let's, I, yeah. let's go to the theater and sleep. Yeah. I, I'd yeah. rather have something. I spend thirteen dollars to go yeah. to take a nap. I'd rather have yeah. something more rigid and like makes me sit up. And, yeah. Like you know, like a wooden watch a bench seat from yeah. like when you're in like grade school. I mean, fuck it, yeah. Like, yeah. Watch the movie. <laughs> I want tax on my you seat. You can't man. go to sleep. And that's another thing I liked about the draft house though is that they will fucking kick you out of that place. Yeah. If you make a goddamn peep it was glorious we saw <laughs> we saw uh, the master in austin on 70 millimeter when sweet. it was out sweet. and they had people standing in the theater like, yeah yeah they the were literally essentially yeah we yeah. were yeah. like that movie starts <laughs> they, out it, well they're waiters because it's like you can order shit right? yeah, but yeah, they, yeah. they you know double up as but you remember how, how quiet that movie is at the beginning yeah. that shot of the the waves and everything behind yeah. the boat and it's like nothing it's just completely silent and the theater was like a pin drop man yeah. i mean it was like dead silent it was awesome as fuck they don't and mess they around had, like, in chocolate there. milkshakes and shit, which yeah. is amazing. I was drinking a gigantic <laughs> yeah. mug of root beer. And their, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their food is actually not bad. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. and it's actually more reasonably priced than what you see now in like movie tavern, fucking movie tavern, yeah. and like the yeah. AMC does food now. Dude, AMC's food is ridiculous. The, yeah. the Belgian pretzel or whatever it's like eighteen dollars or something. <laughs> drop like, a twenty on the tickets and then Jesus. drop a twenty on food. Yeah, yeah more than that. Oh, for, yeah. That's twenty for one yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. I told you about the time I found cash in front of uh, the theater, right? Fuck no. How much? I didn't. How much cash? So. What are we talking about? A million dollars? Like a briefcase? I wish. Full country for old men? <laughs> Two million? Yeah, yeah. Have a tracker um, in it? Yeah, so. <laughs> tracker in it. Should we be worried? Anton's coming. <laughs> right. Uh, you probably would have gotten me by now. But, um, yeah, so um, we're going to, my brother and I, we're going to the um, AMC over by the mall. Across the street, I look down and I see cash, and I'm like, "Oh!" 
And I pick it up, and it's a 20. And I'm like, hey, hey, free movie. And then I open it up, and it's 40. Mm. So, but and yeah, it's so 60, like... And then it's- and then it's oh, 80. Oh, and then it's okay. 200. Oh, my God. It never <laughs> and stops. Then, and then Some I found of... a satchel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> got a radio beacon. <laughs> yeah, and then I got... Yeah. Then I blew myself. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so it's like... So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, 40 bucks. So, between two tickets and two snacks and two drinks... It was gone. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had like <laughs> you owed money at that point. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I think I had like two fifty left. Wow, so I'm really surprised you had anything left. Me too, yeah. actually. Yeah. Let's get the small drinks. I'm surprised. Small <laughs> drinks are like eight well, bucks. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They're not. It, they are. A small no. drink is not eight dollars. It is. That's dude. hyperbolic. No, it's not. <laughs> yes. It, when we went to see, I will look up no, the I, prices I, right I now. I think it's literally it's, like it's six like, or something. It's like six seventy five after okay. tax. Yeah, I think okay. it's six something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we spent. But that's there's no small. There's only the regular size. Yeah. Oh no, it's the icy. I'm thinking of the icy because we got an oh, we got well, an icy and a small. We got we got an icy and a small popcorn. It was like sixteen fifty. Yeah, yeah. And I was like. What what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Well, like not worth it. The icy was worth it, but that yeah, the icy's are good. Popcorn's yeah. not worth it. And the soda <laughs> the soda machine with like the print cartridge or whatever that can make any drink. Yeah, yeah. Those are, those are the, cool. What are yeah, they called? Yeah. The freestyle. Or yeah, whatever freestyle. Shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coca Cola freestyle. Yeah. Everything tastes Mr. like Piv everything. extra. Yeah, they do. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, Virgin Suicides four and a half out of five. Right. Nice. That's 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 actually it for me. But if you want to do another, I'm, one. I'm out as well. You want to do another one? I don't think so. I'm you good, good yeah. Kevin? Uh, let's see. This will be real quick. Cool. I rewatched Stranger Than Paradise two and a half, and rewatch and watched for the first time Permanent Vacation one and a half because there's really not a lot to it. And at some point, I will watch Year of the Horse because Jonathan Jordan and I have all made a blood pact. That we will watch it, so we can. I put have it. made no such promise. About, I will watch that movie eventually, but I, I don't. We remember. shook hands on a pact. Did you not shake my hand on a pact? I don't know about any pact. <laughs> no, I just, I, I, I mean, you know, yeah, we talked about how it's a movie. It counts as a movie in his filmography, just because it's a movie about Neil Young right, doesn't make it less right. of a movie. Right? Well, it's a concert movie, so I mean, it's still a movie. So you're gonna watch it, yes? If if, uh, if Werner Herzog directed a, a a film about you know, fucking Michael Jackson, it would still be a movie, right? Yeah. Okay. It came out in theaters. This is I think the same guy who made a specific note in his Jarmish list that he hadn't watched Year of the Horse. No, I haven't watched it. I'm just saying it still counts as a movie. So you were, you were like you were like it doesn't count. It's not. It's just a concert film. <laughs> that's still it's still a Jarmish film as much as again like Jordan said as much as uh, the Iggy Pop documentary is a Jarmish film right and to be fair having no. having not seen it none of us we don't know how what it is you know yeah that's it's a concert that's movie true. maybe maybe a lot of back behind the scenes backstage stuff yeah I mean if it's say something like Baby Snakes or like um, what's what's the Zeppelin movie Song Remains the Same yeah that's it oh I don't uh, think it's gonna it's be some, it's, it's not gonna be like, like Song that. Remains the Same but well, that has like fictional moments in it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's like vignettes like monster and like, shit in it. Yeah. Well, like like I get shot in like the rainbow like, blood or whatever. <laughs> I've seen this sucks. like 40 times. Yeah. That was a huge scene when I was like 13. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, moving on. Let's let's jump into uh, the deep dive now right. here, okay? Because we're 
we just talked about what we watched for like an hour and a half. So, um, <laughs> we did. Yeah. So our deep dive this week brought to us by our friend Park, uh, the Florida Project. Park's favorite movie of all time that he really? watches every night and touches himself to. <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> I hope not. There's a lot of that's children. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple movies that I would say, you know, as a general package. They'd have to be a little more top tier, but okay. no, but the Florida Project in is, the most in the more recent time frame though. Is definitely is definitely there. The Florida Project directed by Sean Baker. Uh, tell us about the Florida Project, just real quick, like what is it about? It is about well it's about childhood. I will say first of all, a lot of people want to say, Oh, it's about like homeless people. Which it is. Um, it focuses on childhood, but the setting is um, around the hidden homeless, which I didn't know about before this movie came out, and apparently neither did Sean Baker, which um, is interesting. But basically, it's these people or families and individuals that live in these motels, these budget motels, week to week, um, you know, obviously without any permanent housing. And so the film basically is about um, a group of kids that kind of make this harsh reality their own playground, I would say. Mm -hmm. It kind of has this element of ignorance ignorance is bliss for these kids um while the adults you know are going through all the all the hard shit um so it basically just sort of jumps from the adults to the kids and you know it primarily primarily focuses on the kids and brings a lot of our own childhoods to um you know what they make out of all of it um it's just like and i was talking to john a about this earlier it's Kevin. Wait, Kevin. <laughs> okay. That's, That's John A. Sorry, sorry. Names, it's all good. Names getting mixed up. Um, okay. I was talking to Kevin about this earlier. Um, I mean, you, you met this guy literally an hour ago. You can't I remember did, his name. Yeah, I met everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. My memory is the absolute worst. Um, but basically, this film. Um, well, where was I going, man? I don't know. I'm sorry. You were talking to John me. A. about Y'all something. Um, anyway. Oh yeah. The. Uh, the element, the style, the story storytelling style of Sean Baker's films—they're um, mm. always like, they're always super brutal, very very raw movies um, that are somehow he somehow in, incorporates humor into these movies. I don't understand how he does it because they're so so brutal. Um, you know, Tangerine. I'm not sure if y'all have seen Tangerine or I have. I have seen, seen Tangerine. Tangerine, yeah. um, Tangerine is kind of another example of Sean Baker's style in which it's very just. Yeah, it's very real. It's right? very, very it's, real. I mean, it's like him yeah. shooting with uh, in Tangerine, especially, but in this movie too. It's like there's hardly any like there aren't a lot of names in this movie. It's like nobody. Mm. You know, it's just like people, like people who seem to be like. I mean, one of my notes I took was that the woman who plays Haley seems like she would be this person yes. in real life. Yeah, you know, definitely. And you know, and this is when, and this is what I was going to bring up. Sean Baker. Um, his primarily style of casting is what he calls street casting mm-hmm. in which he just basically walks around town, um, walks around where he's, his filming locations. Um, cause he basically films on location for all of his movies, you know, Tangerine, everything mm-hmm. that was shot, you know, in LA, all the, all the prostitution and everything. Right. I mean, he pulled people from the street. Um, and with the Florida project, he went, walked around these motels, walked around Orlando, um, he found he actually found Bria, who plays Haley, on Instagram. 
Um, I guess somebody that Sean Baker follows reposted one of her posts, and you know, I'm not sure if any of you follow her I don't. or have looked at. Her. I've looked at some of her things because yeah. you like everything that she posts. Yes, yeah. Um, she <laughs> she is uh, really something else, and uh, so Sean Baker really saw something in her that was like, yeah, this is this is Haley. Mm-hmm. Um, this just has to happen, and so he like DM'd her on Instagram or whatever, and she came down uh, for an audition, and that was it. Um, and then he found Valerie, who is the young girl that is Mooney's friend, Haley's daughter's friend. Right. Um, and Valerie is the young redhead, and she was found in a local Target oh. with her mom, hmm. um, which was kind of cool. Sean Baker was shopping around, and he found this Valerie girl shopping around with her mom, and he just walks up to him like, hey. This girl looks like Target shopping for props. Yeah, (laughs) this this girl looks like you know she'd be you know a good fit for my role. Buying Defoe's wardrobe and yeah, right. (laughs) His t-shirts will look great on Willem. Yeah, yeah. Buying a bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, And so he ends he ends up. um, And then actually another thing that he did was um, also in Orlando. He was going shopping at a Walmart, and in the parking lot, um, he found this woman uh, with the same physique and just physical appearance as Haley, and then the same girl that would be exactly like Mooney, same age, um, with a shopping cart, mm-hmm. and they were, like, running around the parking lot with, like, stuff in their cart. And, I, you know, have oh, all of y'all seen the movie? Yeah, we all watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we all watched yeah, yeah. it. Um, and that's, like, that was kind of his moment where he was like, that's oh, them. Yeah. And he actually approached them and took them out for coffee and um, just – you know, did research, asked them questions about what their daily lives are like. and So they are the the muses that these characters are based on, essentially? Right, yes. Interesting. And so basically everything for him is street casting, except for Willem Dafoe, obviously. Um, which, and Caleb Landry Jones. And right, 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 yes. Which he was apparently a very, very last minute uh, casting. Dafoe he, or Jones? Jones. Okay. Um, he actually rewrote the script about three... 30 days into the shoot, I think. It was like the last half of the shoot. Uh, he just was like, mm, this shit isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> and just like stopped everything. And then uh, I guess at the uh, towards the end, he decided, yeah, he should have a son. He should have this conflict and blah, blah, blah. So he picked Caleb. But yeah. Cool. All right. Um, well, uh, yeah. So <laughs> what, generally what? the movie is about childhood and this uh, um, hidden homeless sort of. Right. And obviously, you're a big fan of this movie. Clearly. So we'll (laughs) jump to someone who hasn't seen it before. (laughs) Okay. Jonathan, what do you think of this, uh, the Florida Project? Um, I liked it a lot, actually. Um, Opening scenes, I was like, "Eh, I don't know, man. Like, child actors scare me. They always do. They can be brutal. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, they're doing their thing, and I'm just like, they're just going to look at the camera any second. Like, it's just like, this is anxiety. Right. But 30 minutes in, I'm like, I'm in. I'm, like, totally in this world. And you had mentioned you lived in Orlando. I did, yeah. I went to school there. Okay. I lived in Tampa for a long time. Yeah. So I've always... My uh, my grandparents live in Orlando, so I've been there, like, a oh, yeah. thousand times. Okay. And uh, I've been all around Orlando. Like, and uh, you just get that feeling, dude. It's, like, it's like the best... It's, like, the best worst place on Earth. It is. It, it, like, <laughs> it really is. It's, like, there's so much to do. There's so... But there's, yeah, there's this underlying, like, homeless, just anyone will do anything for money it's just like a lot of drugs and like it's just it's a crazy place it's like the mm. wild west but in the east but um yeah right. so it's westworld 
Yeah, it kind of. <laughs> it kind of. I mean, it, it's a, it's a really crazy place. And yeah. you, you have you know you have places like Disney World, and that's in the movie, obviously. But uh, spoiler, it's just like the, these juxtapositions of just terribleness in this like fake greatness. It's it's just like right, the right. fakest place on earth. Uh, but uh, and I don't know if anybody noticed that. Like uh, obviously the ending, we'll talk about that. But uh, the names of the motels, like it was like Magic uh, uh, Castle. And yeah, future, future, future land, land and the right. Magic Castle. It yeah. all mimics like uh, Disney parks. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the Magic Kingdom, like it has like the separate parks. Yeah, so I like, thought that was interesting. That, like that guy and his Brazilian girlfriend. Like I thought we were staying yeah. at blah blah blah, <laughs> but then it's this hellhole. Yeah, well, I'm not yeah. staying here. I mean, one of the things I like, I was gonna Gypsy Project. She calls it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say about the uh, the Disney relationship to everything is that like it feels like it's almost like uh, trying to chastise or indict Disney a little bit because it's like this whole area is just like a shithole, but it's I, I almost feels yeah. contaminated by Disney. Like Disney is mm. this really nice it thing is, in yeah. the middle of all this shitty like nothingness that's trying to imitate Disney and trying yeah. to capitalize yeah. on Disney. And right. Right. Like, like the, uh, at one point there, I, I think mean, it was when they were going to the dollar store or whatever, there was like a shot, uh, uh like there's a huge building, like this warehouse across the street and it was like discount Disney the toys Disney or something. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. That's, see the interesting yeah. thing too, about this movie is that I lived right in that area, right outside of that area. Yeah. A lot of these locations in the movie, um, even the Mr. Quick diner that yeah. they go to, I've been to that the, place. The I mean, I've, been down that strip so many times it's ridiculous right. international boulevard so. I, think. I think is what it's called anyway yeah it's right by i drive yeah. it, it's or, it's seriously yeah, yeah like the whole like i think the only reason people go to orlando is because of disney world so it's like of it, course it's like universal studios it's the backbone of that. <laughs> yeah. and it's it's yeah. got all the tacky it's shit. just the shittiest <laughs> yeah. it's just the weirdest place it really yeah. is a fucking yeah. weird ass place but uh yeah um the characters were incredibly real um, I just liked the I liked how the story like progressed and like how it just kind of unfolded and it, I don't know I was like really sucked into this movie mm. and Willem Dafoe was just a fucking beast he always um, is yeah yeah and just some of the shots dude like where he's I mean it's in the trailer where he's walking back and he's like talking back to himself yeah. or whatever and, like it's showing the sky like that's just Florida dude it's like this big sky like place yeah. and it's, it's big like, sky country it really, it really it's just like it's just that, it's they just, were lucky enough to catch that rainbow too that thing was fucking gorgeous yeah that was an accident and they had to like rush the child actors over the actors wow. over the set <laughs> hang on i'm writing the like, scene now we only, <laughs> yeah. we only need their hair just come on get yeah. them over here and they right. had to like get this get the scene so that was kind of funny but now these movies though you know not just florida project that sean baker makes pretty much all of them i mean take out and um starlet i mean they're all you know tangerine these movies do not give you the option of a pause button Mm -hmm. because they're just so there's there's not a scene where it just like stops right and you're like okay well they're just sort of taking a break on these characters and whatever i mean something is just happening in every scene and it's just going and going and going and you just sure you never want to just stop. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it's it definitely the pacing is definitely uh, yeah. good. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, really yeah. well paced, really like, well. easy to easy to easy to get through yeah. in terms of pacing. And it sure. felt it felt like somewhat challenging, but it wasn't. It was like I don't know. It's kind of like a popcorn movie to me. Like it's just like it's it was just entertaining. It was extremely entertaining. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, there's definitely challenging things happening. I mean, story wise and plot wise, and some you know beautiful shots and whatnot. Yeah, lots of uh, a lot of bittersweet stuff going on yeah with that ending some heartbreaking 
Heartbreak and the ending is very divisive, as I've heard. Yes. Heard it. Well, it might be divisive on this show, too. We'll have to talk yeah, about it. Um, Kevin? Um, one of the things that I thought was really well done in the movie was kind of the hypocrisy of the parents. Like, um, especially Mooney's mom. Haley. Haley. Yeah, yeah. Like, like. Just manipulative, like, like just yeah, manipulative, and thing. you know, just yeah, and it's like, yeah. and it's like, I see that a lot at the library. Like, I see mm-hmm. people like, I'm not a parent, so obviously I can't talk about being a parent, <laughs> but like, I can see like, I can see how a lot of these people are as parents, and it's like, you're really fucking up your kid, and yeah. like, because yeah. like we, you know. Because uh, we have a like, it's actually become like a a problem in the last couple of weeks that we have like a lot of these kids will like come in and like literally every person they see, whether it's staff or other patrons, you got any change? You got any change? You got any change? Yeah. And they're because they're trying to get stuff out of the vending machines, right? And it's like you know you see that with the kids when they're trying to get the ice creams yeah. and. <laughs> And you know, and like she'll, she'll never be normal. Like that's like the thing. yeah yeah. She'll, it just and, seems like they'll, they're damaged. <laughs> yeah, like and you know yeah they you know not trying to you know say that Mooney is going to end up being a stripper or, you know so, you know something like that. But it's like it's like when it this, comes this down lady's to it, just yeah. a sh- just a shitty shitty parent and like and um, and you know and then like at at the end when uh, when you know family services show up and and she's like you're trying to get me to help you take my daughter yeah. away it's like yeah because you're a piece of shit <laughs> like when she you know when she's you know got the uh the john in in the apartment and he just stumbles into the bathroom and she's in there taking a ba- and mooney's in there taking a bath it's yeah. like her horrible circumstances john yeah. Clearly. John, yeah yeah it's yeah. like <laughs> John stumbles in the John. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> just this weird. You're whoring, I'll kill yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> like that other girl. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, like you know, it's like, and and you know, like when I can't remember that girl's name either. But when she's like, everybody knows. You know, it's not like she was you know being like super like fight me, bitch. Yeah, right. But like, but then you know, <laughs> like the next time you see her, like her eyes, like you know three shades of purple and like what happened to your eye yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> yeah it's, yeah yeah it's, well, you know, yeah, it's just it's it's such a weird display of love for her child while being so fucking psycho yeah yeah and she just you know she does all these terrible like, things she does the you know she escorting whatever you want to call it yeah yeah she steals and she you know she gets free food and gets all this shit yeah but at the same time that was another like uh not sorry to interrupt but like that was another thing like about like the whole kind of um hotel thing like up until like family services show up you never see any whiff of like um social workers or anything like that like uh, you know, Haley like goes to try to get jobs and stuff, and like I guess in one scene she's like trying to apply for unemployment. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, like until until like it's the absolute worst, nothing happens, and that yeah. is really fucking real. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It is for sure. Well, yeah. I think I think it's a bit of a um, maybe an overstatement to say she tries to get a job. 
That's uh, that's ha- Haley, you're right. Haley, you're right. Haley, yeah, Haley I mean, is. Uh, she complains about not being for able me. To get I think yeah, she's. Yeah. Full of, I think she's full of shit when she says that. I don't think she's ever applied anywhere in her life. I feel like Haley feels like one of the like I, I can't, she's completely irredeemable. Like I don't find anything like positive about her. She does nothing to better her situation or better her daughter's situation. Like all she's trying to do is I need to make the money to pay the rent for this week, so that. Not so that we won't be homeless or worse off, mainly so that I can just stay here and continue to go out and party and like have a good time mm. and enjoy myself and enjoy hanging out with my kid. But like that doesn't feel like she genuinely loves or cares about her kid. It's almost like her kid is like her buddy, you know, and she's using her. She uses Mooney to to have fun. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like she, most it's of the time, very... most of the time Mooney is out of the room away from her mm-hmm. doing her own thing. Like she doesn't like how much would she enjoy it if Mooney was just hanging out in the room with her all day, like whatever she's doing attached to her, she'd be pissed off probably, you know, like she seems like a very like hyper selfish. Yeah. Just like, I mean, yeah. Like Kevin said, a piece of shit, but maybe more, uh, (laughs) maybe more, uh, you know, uh, specifically just a really selfish, horrible person. And I think Willem Dafoe realizes that. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sh- <laughs> Willem Dafoe isn't that great of a person either, though. When you really break it down, I mean, when you when you break it down, he's complicit in the kind of shit that's going on because but I mean, what can you do? You could say he's between a rock and a hard place because yeah. he can't kick them out because then he kicks he's kicking Mooney out essentially. But he could also knows that like he suspects that she's hooking yeah. at that point. I mean, right away you'd be like, well, I'm going to call Child Protective Services now because I suspect you of hooking, and that's their job to investigate that sort of yeah. thing. It's yeah. not my job. I'm just your landlord, essentially. Right? I'm the super, right? right? But it's, So it's like he's not exactly doing everything he can do either. He seems like he's a nice guy in the film because he's likable, and yeah. uh, he goes and he tries to pay for her room at that other motel and everything, yeah, yeah. and he's just doing his job. But his job is a slumlord. Like he's not a like he's not a great guy, really. He's like no, a, no. yeah, yeah. He's kind of I mean, just found his way into this job that he seems to be good at. He seems like he genuinely likes the kids. He has a good yeah. rapport with them. Yeah. He should be like a math teacher at a middle school yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Like that should be his job. He shouldn't be doing this because this is is icky. You know? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. He just yeah. He totally doesn't have anything going for him other than this right this is all he wants to do i don't right. think anybody so, in this yeah. movie has anything going for them. no exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> making blair so, as the tourist who gets robbed he seems like he's doing all right he's got the the wife and the kids yeah. and he's banging hookers yeah. on the side i mean he's, he's yeah, killing yeah. it <laughs> and as far as like you know mooney and um Haley's relationship goes like you said they are they're much more they have much more of a sibling relationship mm-hmm. than they yeah. do a mother-daughter relationship, which is why exactly what you said, like, you know, she just comes and goes. And and that's what I find... She chills and smokes blunts all the time. Right, and that's what I find problematic about maybe not the movie as a whole. I mean, maybe just, like, thematically, it doesn't seem very, like... uh, Like, I don't know what the message is here. Like, is it that... I get get the whole childhood thing. I get that Mooney is essentially... is supposed to be the main character, even though it's just as as much about her mother... And just as much about Willem Dafoe as it is about her. If you lose the Caleb Landry Jones scenes, it wouldn't be as much about Willem Dafoe, but it is because you included them. So right. then I wonder, like, what is the message? Like, is it just that, like, this is just a like a document of a story of a shitty mother who's doing a terrible job raising her child and her child doesn't deserve this? Or is it like 
we're supposed to feel sorry for Haley in some way at the end because she's getting her child ripped from her. No. Or we try, we're supposed to feel sorry for Mooney because she's getting ripped from her piece of shit mother to go to a better life. But she just doesn't realize it. I, yeah. I just don't, it seems it, it just seems like like, OK, just to be clear, I like this movie. This is the second time I've seen it. I, I enjoy it. But like it, I, it just seems a little like muddled. Like, I don't know what the message is. And especially the ending, the last three minutes of the movie really confused the message for me because that actually made the message more clear for me actually okay well maybe you can explain it to me then because is the message that disney makes everything okay (laughs) i mean because it seems like disney sucks throughout the whole rest of the movie and then the last three minutes disney's awesome i don't think this has anything to do with Disney. well it's a little shocking because the last three minutes spoiler (laughs) happened at disney let's just talk about the ending then okay go okay I don't think the ending has any. I mean, I don't think the movie has anything to do with Disney. I think Disney is a rep- representation of childhood. I mean, it's like the the epitome of childhood. Okay. And I don't even think like it, the ending is literal. I mean, it. it, it okay. I don't think it's literal either. It, but it can't uh, but be it's literal. also but it's also confusing that it's not literal because, just from a logistical standpoint, like if it's I, I agree it's not literal for two reasons. One, it changes. Uh, film formats at that point, right? He starts shooting with the iPhone again. And right. I mean, you can't, you literally can't run into Disney and World. And two, yeah, <laughs> how would they have gotten into Disney World if it costs the other people $600 to bring four people in, right? Yeah. I mean, like, so it, yeah, you're yeah. not going to be able to go, just go to Disney World anytime you want, right? Mm-hmm. I but, think I think it's just a, an absolute escape. I think she, at that point, she's like so, she's just I don't, in her mind, I guess she's just escaping into, yep. like, right. you know, and that's yeah, that's, I, yeah. I mean, I I get I get that, and that, that's the way I read it too. Except yeah. that, like, and I mean, this goes into more like I guess the budgetary reasons that they couldn't do something like this. But it just like feels weird that like they're shooting in Disney World with tourists all around. There's like people, there's like families that they're mm-hmm. running through, and it's just like. I don't know. It almost feels like they're running, like they're running specifically not into Disney World. They're running toward the magic kingdom right they're running toward the castle right and it's like that that makes sense of what you're saying right it's like they're trying to escape to this fantasy land essentially but that's not a fantasy land that's like literally that's just another it's just like fake building that's you know like all the other fake buildings that they but when you're a child it's real i mean yeah but but, okay talking about that though right she's a child everything else she's experienced has been real too like when she she went to the uh the ice cream stand and got free ice cream she seemed as happy as she could possibly be i mean this entire time she's been living in the magic castle right this fucking place and been having a blast too yeah having a blast but i guess it's just representing that she's her life as far as she's concerned it seems like her life is perfect like she is completely content i think i I really think the ending represents maybe like the end of that it's the end of her I mean, it's it's the end of her childhood. It's really. her running out of it's her, her. It's her running out of her her real fantasy land into a deeper fantasy yeah. of mental. mental yeah, the happiest place. Yeah. on I Earth. mean, she. I mean, let's be let's be completely honest. Like this girl is gonna have. She's gonna be fucked. She's, oh, yeah. she's yeah. already going fucked. To be fucked. I mean, just mentally. look at the fact that like this is the shit that she does in the film yeah. that's completely fucked up. Like just her mimicking her mother. Like her yeah. like when they're sitting and they're eating and and they flip off the helicopter. And she's like this little girl flipping. She doesn't know what she's doing. Oh, she's yeah. just doing yeah. that because her mother's doing it. And it's just like, that's ridiculous. Well, even like the very first scene, like, you know, you see him like spitting over the balcony. And then then you see the car and it's like, y'all have been here for a long time yeah. hawking up a lot of loogies on this car. Right. Yeah. Like, like, it's not just like a couple of things here and there. Like, they were obviously spitting on the car for a long time. 
and it's just yeah they're just they're doing they're horrible children like from a from a perspective of like I don't know who their parents are I would say these <clears throat> kids suck dick like fuck these kids but then you like see who their parents are and you're like yeah. oh I get it they yeah, they yeah. suck because their parents suck and they're not paying attention to them and they're letting them run wild right yeah like maybe maybe the one maybe maybe the one decent parent is uh the uh the boy Scooty's mom yeah no Ashley um, or uh, no, the, the, the the boy who like um, the uh, the father like, like the the Mexican father sort yeah, of yeah yeah like uh, gives the, the toys kid, away the kid gets in trouble really everybody gives the toys yeah. away all new yeah, toys yeah. man think about yeah, it yeah yeah <laughs> New Orleans <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like at least like you know maybe I don't know where they're going in New Orleans but at least they're getting out of this shithole so going to another I hope well I hope well they're going to probably a worse one New Orleans yeah well I mean who knows. At least New Orleans may, is may, authentic, though. I mean, yeah. it's pretty authentic. Well, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. think, Orlando think is like this... the fakest fucking place on the planet. <laughs> think of it this way. Like, maybe they're moving to a toilet, but maybe they're on, like, the seat. Right. Yeah, as opposed go. to in the bowl. Right. They were yeah, floating with the turds in Orlando. Now they're on the <laughs> Right, seat. right. Toilet metaphors. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. on up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I like the, like, again, just talking about Haley, like, you know, like, it'd be one thing if, like, like it just feels like the director sort of wants you to give her some slack or something like, like, you know, mm. she's, well, she's trying, you know, she bought the perfume and she's trying to sell the perfume. It's like, but that's like such a stupid idea. Right. I mean, just like, yeah. go get a job. Like, I, I don't want to be like one of these people who's like, you know, get a fucking job loser. But, yeah. but it's like, you could go to work at McDonald's and make a, a, a relative, like probably enough money to live in that shitty motel from week yeah, to week, yeah. you know? And it's like, yeah, you'd have to work, but you'd be, you'd be making, that's you'd, not you'd be what like, she does though. I mean, that's, I know it's not I what guess. she does. Cause yeah, she's a yeah. selfish piece yeah. of shit person. That's what I'm saying. It's I like, just, I don't really get that. You're supposed to feel sorry for her at all. I, I don't know. I, I mean, just from the fact that the movie is like, it's essentially, she's the main character of the movie. Yeah. I mean, She's the she's for I mean there is no antagonist she'd be the protagonist of the film one of the protagonists of the film and it's and there are points in the movie where they show her like the shopping cart scene when they go shopping after she gets the 300 bucks for the wristbands or whatever yeah that scene the scene where they go dancing in the rain and everything I'm like I don't want to see yeah. the like her like this it feels like they're painting her in like a light of like yeah, see she true. genuinely loves her daughter she's trying really hard yeah, she's yeah. trying at all this she's just like a horrible horrible person who's yeah. selfish but and wants worst, to have a I good mean, time and he, she's gonna spend the uh, she probably spent 40 bucks at that dollar store she's gonna spend the rest of that money on rent and then whatever she got left over she's gonna buy fucking weed with it you know what I mean it's like <laughs> This yes. is not a good person. Not that there's anyone smoking weed, but I mean, when you have a kid and you're in poverty, there is, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, and like, uh, you know, she keeps asking the other lady to like get her hours at the uh, at the restaurant, and it's like, see, does like, she ask her that though? Because the only thing I, I remember is that is her saying, "When I manager, I'll hire yeah, you." Yeah, I feel like she never actually once. asks for. It. She doesn't yeah, give yeah. a fuck if she works or not. She'd rather not work because she's enjoying sitting at home smoking weed all day and and getting she, free food. Yeah, and getting yeah. free f- everything she wants. She wants yeah. it for free. Give me a little extra time on the rent. Give me free food. You know, and the only thing that she does that's that's even like remotely responsible is the perfume stuff because at least she's putting money into she's like doing something entrepreneurial essentially she's yeah, yeah, buying right. something and reselling it but the way she's doing it is like completely like ridiculous and irresponsible and not even a smart way to go about it right like why like she's like walking to the resorts in her like cutoffs 
She looks like shit, yeah, and her looks, and her yeah. she's dragging she her rough. kid around trying to sell perfume out of a grocery bag. I mean, like, yeah. who would buy this? I know well, that's sure. how people. Do, that's like yeah, that's know, like right. why that's like why they bring the kids, right? You know, yeah, it's of like, sympathy, like, right? Like, yeah. please help me out. You know, I got a kid with blah, some blah, magic blah, blah, blah. bands and stuff. I mean, yeah, the ticket yeah. place. Yeah. yeah, she's gonna. Yeah, you know, have a great time. Yeah. You know, it's like fucking. And that's good yeah, stuff. Six year old. Yeah, she was probably really happy with Mooney at that point. But you know, but sure, there are a couple things that I mean. I don't know. A couple of just moments where I think maybe she does want to work and maybe she doesn't. I don't know. Like that scene that you were talking about where she like wants to maybe get hours at the restaurant, you know, she's like kind of pissed off about it. Mm. She's like, you know, what, whatever the other manager's name is. She was like, she chose Sabrina or whatever. And she's like, are you fucking serious? (laughs) And she's like all pissed out and pouting about it. And then, you know, she, I think it's like, John said, you don't really know if she's full of shit or not, but she's like, I applied to all these places up and down yeah. the strip. Right. Mm. You know, I guess but you don't the, really like, know. Right for after sure. that. Yeah. The reason that I think you, I think, I think she's full of shit because right after that, can I get some fucking bus passes or what? What do yeah, I come here for? Like, she doesn't want anything. <laughs> she just wants shit yeah, for free. Yeah. She's like, yeah. she's telling her she applied so that she can get more shit from her. Right. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't, if she like, <laughs> you could get, but you can get bus passes and whatever else you need. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't like down her for that at all. I mean, public transportation should be free anyway, but like, the, but that's neither here nor there. The point is that like, if you were working, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't, I wouldn't come down on her, you know, if she's like actually yeah. trying to accomplish. In fact, yeah. it might even be more interesting. Like if she was actually trying to accomplish something and she's just having a hard time of it, like then it'd be like, I'd be conflicted. Cause I'd be like, well, you're you're kind of irresponsible because you're smoking weed and you're kind of lazy and stuff. But you're all, you are try, like we saw you trying to work. You're applying it. Play, I think like, that yeah. takes away though. That really takes away from the the characters though. I mean, I disagree though. Like for me, know. that would add a whole new level of reality because really? like yeah, because like again, like you know, with my time in the library, like I see a lot of people who like you know they come in, they're not you know they're not the brightest they're not the brightest bulb, but they try. You know, they do genuinely try and like, you know, a lot of times like like the welfare system that we have in this state is pretty fucked up. It's terrible. Like, like even if you have like literally all your ducks in a row, you do everything right, you may still not be able to get the help you need. And so there are people who are genuinely trying and then they're like the fuck ups who just don't really don't give a shit. Right. And, 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 right. and they'll but like they've gotten to this point somehow. So like maybe dumb luck is on their side. So yeah. like they don't yeah. they don't feel the real need to like put forth I, effort. I think her shittiness though like forces the light on the on the child though. You know what I mean? It, it makes right, you right. just like well well it's like she is the worst. Everything around her is fucking shit, but she's still happy. Like she's still like that's what I'm like. What is this? Like what? She's yeah. it's it's childhood. Like you said, it's like the whole movie is about childhood. That's right, the point right. of the yep. kids are dumb. I agree. Yeah. I mean they're just <laughs> completely ignorance ignorant. is bliss. Yeah, they're ignorant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah yeah. Right. They do stupid, shitty things like turning off everybody's power or spitting on people's cars or sharing ice cream cones. What the and, fuck and, is and, wrong and, with and, these? And, these kids are disgusting. Do. That's where I think also. Will, like Willem Dafoe's character really like I like it a lot because he's he's almost like the father of like all of these people. He is like, the father. Yeah, he's yeah. like somewhat of taking care. Yeah. Like he like like chases away the the pedo- pedophile guy. Yeah, or yeah. Best scene of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get the yeah, yeah, he brings him to the drink. Thought you, yeah. wanted, thought you wanted a soda. I yeah. thought you were thirsty. thirsty. Can you yeah. drink that right now? Aren't you going to drink <laughs> it like, now? Fuck off with your soda. Get the fuck out of here. It's amazing. Give me a wallet. And it's like, had he not good. done yeah. his job, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like their childhood would have. 
like, these people would be way, <laughs> it would have been terrible. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Defoe is like the one the one person kind of at the hotels. Like he's trying. He's not. Yeah, he's not the greatest, but at least you know, like there are certain points where he is trying to put his best foot forward. Sure. Like that scene, and like uh, like towards the end when he's going for a cigarette break, and like I'm gonna fix those machines. You yeah, know, a little later right. today, and they're like, okay, all right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he's yeah. So like he's he's trying, but like I think um, I think he sees like the mountain that he's trying to climb, and like yeah. reali- realizes that like yeah, this is gonna be like like Sisyphus trying to push the boulder yeah. up the mountain, and it's always gonna come back. I think he just knows how compassionate he is to a bad <laughs> extent for himself i mean yeah, he is yeah. a very he's a very overly compassionate person and he's just throughout the film you even he feels bad for these kids yeah he feels bad for these parents but i think more so he feels bad for the kids but yeah you yeah. know it's just he's trying his best to do all this stuff for these people and it's just killing him it's dragging him down yeah but he doesn't he doesn't really ever stop in the movie i mean like you said he pays for pays for their hotel room in the other place yeah even though that <laughs> And that was lady yeah, that <laughs> kicked was him out ridiculous. anyway. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Yeah. But uh I loved the scene with the birds. Come on guys, you know you yeah. can't be doing this. We got people coming through and then the camera pans oh, over and yeah. there's the birds and it's like, "Come on, come on, come on." <laughs> no harm, no foul. Yeah. No. <laughs> there's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah. He's good. That made me yeah. laugh when I lived in Destin, we had those in our front yard all the time. Right. They just they do. We call them lollygaggers cuz they just stand there. <laughs> Yeah, he Willem Dafoe is great. Yeah, uh, you know, well well deserved Oscar nomination. Um, yeah, I don't. Okay, so just real quick, uh, just some like plot stuff. <laughs> like, okay, so they they start a fire, right? And then oh, yeah, and then the woman who works for Waffle House is like, you can't hang around that girl anymore. Yeah. They go to Waffle House. She confronts her. She says, what's the problem? She says, no need to explain. Just, yeah. I don't want him hanging out anymore. Why not explain? Yeah, like, I know. Why not just never, explain what the problem is? Yeah. I never yeah. understood that about It's not as if Ashley. Haley's going to run to the cops and be like, my daughter burned down this place. Yeah. And that's like, 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 what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never understood that either, which is why I loved uh, Haley's response so much, where she's just like, Mooney, yeah. <laughs> order whatever the fuck you want. We're staying here all Fucking day. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. yeah, she's real. She's a heinous bitch. I guess. She is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, also, it's like so different from the woman whose car they spat on. Like, right. you know, like where do you live? You know, like not, not, not. Your kids spit on my fucking car. Yeah, you know? yeah, right. You know, like just be honest, and like they end up becoming friends later. Yeah, sort of. Sort. Of. Yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. they talk yeah, they're and buddies. she sleeps. She they sleep over. Her, yeah, her yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. They uh. Also, the this the filmmaking is like uh, like part of like it's it's a good looking movie like it looks it really is. Yeah, like yeah. compared especially compared to something like Tangerine which you know everybody kind of lauds that it looks really good because even though it's shot on iPhone but it, it looks really shitty but uh, <laughs> but uh, it's a five S too yeah I mean it's it does it looks like it was shot on a five S but uh, <laughs> but you know um, this movie looks great but it's weird I don't know if you guys noticed this I don't know how you all watch you have the DVD. I have the Blu-ray have the and Blu- the DVD. Because I know you, I remember <laughs> yes. you bought the DVD, and I was like, "Why would the fuck would you buy a DVD yeah, of a movie? Well, would you get it on Laserdisc?" Target and Best Buy and Walmart did not have the Blu-ray, and I was like, 
fuck this. I want to watch it right now. So I just yeah. bought it because it was only 12 bucks. And then uh. later on, I went on Amazon and just bought the fucking Blu-ray. So you're right. you're right. into this thing for 40 bucks now. <laughs> yes. I have, I have a digital copy, too. Wow. So you should phone. sell it on eBay. Yeah. And, oh, just, you've already used it. You have it on your phone. I already have it. Oh, you fucked up. I watched it on the plane when I went to Florida for a wedding in April. Perfect. Perfect nice. uh, thematic viewing. Going to Scoping Florida. out the territory. Yeah, yeah, okay, right. so you watched it. Amazon Prime. And you watched Same. it. Okay, so I didn't even know it was on Amazon Prime. I downloaded it illegally. Uh, I was surprised. Cause, free like, with Prime. They, it was, yeah, free with Prime. Yeah, I didn't realize. But uh, yeah. the point is that um, you, maybe you can speak to this. Okay, so when I watched it the first time, I rented it on iTunes maybe, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't notice this. But when I was watching it on my laptop this time... The aspect ratio changes in several scenes. I didn't notice that. It I didn't, sh- and it's just like a very subtle change. Like the black bar on the bottom raises about half an inch. And it seemed to me, mm-hmm. I looked it up on IMDb, yeah. and it doesn't say anything about the aspect ratio changing. It says the aspect ratio is 2.35 or 235 to 1 or whatever. But like it does say that it was shot digitally as well as, like it was shot on an Aria Alexa digital as mm-hmm. well as a, as well as, you know, Super 35 Kodak. Yeah. Yep. So I'm thinking maybe it changed when they did the when they switched from film to digital. Yeah. Right. I can't even tell when they're switching from film to digital, I except for that last scene when they're obviously shooting on the iPhone, right. yeah, which yeah. it also says on IMDb. But, um, but yeah, it was just really disconcerting. It's like when I watch Dunkirk. Dunkirk switches from uh, whatever it is, yeah, 35 IMAX. to IMAX. Yeah. IMAX yeah. It loses yeah. the bars during parts during scenes of it. Yeah. It's very, very, very distracting. A but, lot um, of these you know, big blockbusters are doing that now with yeah. the IMAX cameras where it's just right. like, like the dark Knight did that. too. Yeah. The dark Knight did it to you. Like, yeah, Nolan like started huge. It. And then it's like, Oh yeah. We're at a movie theater. I just don't <laughs> understand. Like if you're going to shoot the thing, even if, <laughs> even if you're going to shoot it with IMAX, just like mat it properly so that it doesn't like destroy. Like, I don't want to see the bars disappear and then reappear, especially yeah. on the Blu-ray. I'm like trying to watch Dunkirk here and I'm like enjoying this killer aerial photography and then suddenly we're back on the boat and there's black bars on it. And I'm like, I don't mind the black bars. I just want to see them all the time or never. Yeah, like, right. you know, yeah, just... yeah. Which like, I, yeah, like, shouldn't that be a thing? Like, okay, you know, we it's in theaters, but now, you know, it's like in every um, VHS tape. Like, this has been modified to fit your screen. Right, right. right. You know, yeah. like, do that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. No, don't stretch it and pan and scan it like they did with VHS. But yeah, <laughs> well, definitely, no, but, uh, you, know. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Just I add never... some black bars. Yeah. Just yeah. add black bars to the yeah. IMAX. Add black bars to the IMAX. That's that's problem solved. Right. And just <laughs> right. Nolan. And Nolan is to blame. I agree. I mean, he's just uh, yeah. The guy, you know. Well, let's neither here nor there. We're talking about the Florida Project right. here <laughs> at, on Filmiac episode forty-one. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, I was also going to say that the, it, the the girl Haley reminds me of the Catch Me Outside girl. Do you get that? A oh bit? yeah, <laughs> no, a little bit, a little bit. Is trashy, yeah. Yeah, she's like oh, yeah. Catch Me Outside girl is what Mooney will be ten years oh, from now. Yeah, she'll be on Doctor Phil. Only, saying only catch not me on Doctor Phil. Like won't won't get to that. Yeah, level. she won't get to. She won't get the fame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn Prince is so hilarious because you know I follow her on Instagram and she's like this 
little cute Christian girl, and she's always taking pics with her family. You know, they're just like, you know, they're. It's just I don't know. It's hysterical. Wow. But her parents let her do this, huh? But her parents, yeah, Yeah. parents let her do this. I'm not really sure why. Money, that that money. Yeah, sure. They made a lot of money. Well, now she is. Now she's doing. uh, She's doing. You know, she's she's scheduled with animated movies with like Angelina Jolie and Rihanna and shit. Oh, I want to say I, I read that she was. Going to be in somebody's new movie too. To like She's how old is she? Seven now. Seven. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Maria also has a couple of films coming up too now. One of them is about a guy that works at a pornography rental store perfect yeah. she's going to be the porn yeah, she's going to be like the girlfriend or somebody i don't know wow. yeah. she's doing a voice the little girl is doing a voice in angry birds movie too there it is that's pretty that's pretty good that's one yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that's a pretty big deal i watched part of that at the uh, pediatrician's office the other day with my <laughs> daughter um oh speaking of which just real quick super side tangent but uh earlier today it's at my mom's house and uh my my sister was watching the Disney uh, remake of Beauty and the Beast with Emma Watson mm-hmm. and Dan Stevens. Yeah. Have you seen this? No. Okay. I watched about six minutes of it all told. Like I kept looking up and looking back down at my computer, you know. And uh, I'll tell you, not enough to make a judgment about the whole film, but good God is the CG the worst CG I've ever seen, especially in a big budget movie. Like yeah. you would think Disney has enough money to do this right. It is horrible looking. And somehow, yeah. It looks like a movie cutscene that they like cropped and put into a real life scene. It, like it's Ouch. garbage. That's too bad. Anyway. Gross. Um, but yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, is be, being that you follow this girl, this woman. Uh, All. What's her name? Everybody. What's her name? Bria Venetia. Bria. That you follow her uh, on Instagram. Is she, is she her character from this movie? Not really. Okay. No. She's not a horrible piece of shit person? She, no. She's not a crackhead. Um, she, <laughs> she doesn't do any hard drugs in this movie? I mean, she seems like a crackhead. She, she can't seem afford like a, like a meth addict more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She kind of has that sort of look, you know, with yeah. all the tattoos. Because all the, you know, her whole character in the Florida Project is real. None of the tattoos are fake. Right. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. None of that's does fake. She, she probably really talks like that, right? She does. Yeah. For... I think that maybe it's a little more exaggerated in the film mm-hmm. than it is because you know you, I hear her talk all the time. It's it's a little more subtle because in the Florida Project it's straight up like yes. right. so yeah she's gangster yeah. yeah but um, in real life she kind of has that New York thing going on but it's not quite as severe but she you know she has all the tattoos her style is definitely out there which now she has all this fucking money. And gets all these endorsements from like Gucci and shit. So now she, <laughs> wow. now, just now, like the Catch Me Outside girl. Yeah, no, right. she she has like. This Is she doing ridic- music? What's that? Is she doing music? No. Okay, good yeah, for no. her. Yeah, exactly. But no, she um, she's actually writing a book with her uh, friend, and it's like a. Gonna be kind of one of those like self help, self confidence books or something. I don't know, <laughs> fucking whatever. But yeah, no, she there's <laughs> there's you're element. totally gonna buy it, right? Oh yeah, you're gonna re- <laughs> day one. Absolutely, it has. A title. He's got it pre-ordered on Amazon. Oh, Go so get it the day it comes I, out. I will pre-order it on Amazon. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, there are elements of herself that are yeah uh, Haley. But does she have a daughter? Not uh oh no, she has yeah. nothing. She's single. She's. No. Single and ready to mingle no there, daughter. Park? No huh? Daughter. Huh? 
No oh, yeah. ring. Huh? Yeah, she just turned 25. Let's hey. go. Oh. She, <laughs> she lives in Brooklyn. I know where she lives. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is, why, this is why Jonathan said on the last one, almost to a scary degree. Yeah, it is. I, I did. I listened to that. Yeah. And I was laughing my ass off because it's so true. And I was telling Kevin, I was like, did you ever see Ingrid Goes West? I did, yeah. Yeah. And you know how she, did. you know, no. does the whole Instagram psycho yeah, stalker yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff, and she starts like doing the That's same. That's you. Things. You're gonna move to Brooklyn. And I was like, <laughs> he's on the Plaza. Yeah. I'm not quite there yet. You're thinking about it. I think I'm on the cusp. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm getting getting close. Is she that big though? I mean, is she like a big Instagram celebrity, or is she just kind of like she is now? Oh, okay, it's mm. not too hard to know where people live on Instagram. And uh, yeah, yeah, posting yeah. everything about yourself. Now she. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She is, you, you know, pretty much universally loved now. Right. She's all over everything. The people who you found, uh, the people who robbed uh, Kim Kardashian in Paris or whatever, they were following. That's how they found out where she was because of Instagram. They yeah. Were, like, they were right, posting right. everywhere they were going. Yeah. 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 She's got a lot going for herself now. Good which for her. She didn't before, clearly. Yeah. Hey, man. If she can be your sugar mama. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she would be. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have shit over here. Um, Hopefully she <laughs> jokes on her if she's going after my money. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, the only the only other note I have is that uh, this movie, just the what you mentioned about the hidden homeless, uh, right. another, another movie that's like very much about that section of society, American Honey. Have you seen this movie? I have not. Shia La- 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 Uh <laughs> but uh, La- and Riley <laughs> Riley Keough's in it also. Uh, okay, and it's very much like the kinds of people in that movie are are these are like these kinds of people except they're truly homeless like they're on the road like nonstop. they live in a van essentially they stop in motels okay. and they sell magazines door to door to make money gotcha. but uh it's very very good and i highly recommend you watch it and then you can stalk there's lots of beautiful women in that movie you can stalk all of them too <laughs> so many beautiful women. <laughs> uh but yeah so uh i don't have anything else to say yeah, me neither. i'm tapped out ratings i, no? I could oh. I could talk about this film for about 48 hours straight. Well, so we can let's stop. not do that. Yeah, we can. Uh, we'll just we'll just stop. Yeah, we'll get we'll get um, waiter and, you know, yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> get some pizza. Ratings then uh, Park. What do you give this movie out of five? I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I wonder. Three and a half. Six, six out of five. Six out of five. Oh, would it, now let me ask you this, because six out of five typically reserved for a first time watch. Would you have given it a six the first time you watched it? The day that I watched it the first time, I immediately went back and watched it less than 12 hours later. Wow. That is pretty hardcore. Yeah. That's like me when I used to, when I was a kid, I used to rent from Dusk Till Dawn on VHS. Yeah. I'd watch it, immediately rewind it, and start it over again. That's insane. I know. I did it. I watched it almost four times one day, and my mom made me stop. She thought I was going to, like, start (laughs) killing people or something. (laughs) School shooter or something. (laughs) Yeah, no. This is a this is a movie that I definitely watched and then immediately watched again and then again the next day and then again the next day for about a couple of weeks. Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow, wow. In uh, it, there's there's a lot more elements to the film that I appreciate that I could continue talking about for like two days, right. but um, we don't have that much time, so. Maybe the next time you're on, we can do a part yeah, two discussion part as a tack on to the. Uh, yeah. I won't. Uh, I won't put you guys through that. Maybe John- maybe a casual conversation. Sure, Jonathan. Out, uh, of, out of five. Four and a half. 
I like that. I like that a lot. Nice. Very very Kevin? solid. Uh, three and a half. Three and a half. Uh, I uh, this movie stayed exactly the same for me. I gave it a four for the second time. Uh, yeah, I, I did notice a lot of uh, different things about it this time watching it, but um, like the all the Disney stuff, I didn't really notice that the first time. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there are some details that yeah. I picked up on the second. There's time. a lot. Right. There's so some much the going dialogue. on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's gonna be it because. I think this is our seventh week with no feedback. Uh, I guess. Because <laughs> Jordan has decided to take all of his feedback questions and just throw them on Facebook and let people discuss them there right. rather than giving them to us. Yeah. And I hope he's listening because <laughs> he really needs to get his shit together. And, uh, like, he's our only feedbacker at this point. Yeah. You know. Uh, but uh, JR not, needs to write in. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, not he, here. Exactly. Yeah. Well, but he's, he's got his phone. He can do an email. Exactly. You guys all create. No we saw him. All of you create fake email accounts and email questions, and okay. that way it makes it look like we got some good Sweet. feedback. Right there it goes. We'll do it. Thank you, Park, for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. you. Thank you for choosing this movie, and uh, we'll hope to have you back again at some point. Same for sure. For and sure. Uh, who do we have next week? Next week is going to be the last week without Jr. As far as I know. Okay. For, for you know whatever for next week. And uh, Rustin, our friend Rustin, will cool. be on the show, and his pick is Big what's Trouble it called? in Little China. Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I was about to say Showdown in Tokyo, Little Tokyo. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, Big Trouble in Little China, directed by John Carpenter uh, from the 80s. I've never seen it. Kurt Russell, Curtis Russell. And, You've seen uh, it, right, Kevin? Yeah. Okay. I have not seen it either, so this is going to be very fun. Yes, sir. Checks in the mail. And people right. who have seen it, we'll get, we'll get that. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be our show next week. If you want to send us feedback, or our email address is feedback at filmyakpodcast.com. Visit our website at filmyakpodcast.com. We have a blog there that we update semi-regularly. And uh, check out, just again, check out the Mandy trailer, because it just kicks so much ass, that 15-foot chainsaw at the end. Have you seen this thing, Park? No. The trailer oh to Mandy? God. No. Are you serious? Nicolas Cage, oh new Nicolas Cage movie oh. from Panos Cosmatos? I know of the movie, never watched the trailer. Watch, watch the, trailer. the trailer. It's a killer. I, you know what? A recent watch, which I couldn't have a good mom and dad. Oh, was it any good? I did watch Mom and Dad, and it was actually pretty good. Yeah? It was ridiculous. It looked really, really bad. <laughs> it was, I mean, it, it's not a good movie. Right, I understand. It's, yeah. just, it's just a movie that you watch, and you're like, oh my God, it is actually this fucked up. Yeah. People are right. Yeah. For once. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I can watch that. I just really don't know. I just like part of me is curious about it. Are we talking like human centipede? No, like no. That kind of it's thing? like a no, movie no, no, about no. where all the parents become like zombie killers and they kill their children. They're not zombies, but they have this weird. Well, they're like brain whatever hypnotized or something. Hypnotized yeah. to kill all their kids right, in these right. most disgusting, awful ways. Horrific ways, and it's great. It's so entertaining. <laughs> it's not a good movie, but it's so entertaining. And right. Nicholas Cage is out of his fucking mind. Hey, so. you know, nothing wrong with that. All right. Know. Yeah. I could. I, I'll defend Cage till the day I die. The guy's great. Um. So yeah, uh, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye bye. Far enough, far from Florida We were all drowsy, baby
Oh, he's definitely. Yeah, I mean, he talks about they had a they they had a uh, like a poop off between two of the mentally challenged <laughs> oh, characters on the show. Oh wow! To see who could have the biggest dump. So I mean, nothing's off limits. <laughs> right. <It sucks>. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we aspire to here, Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. King of all media. 